All right, guys. On this episode of Fumble Around, I sit down with Frank Vaduswaski. I hope I pronounced that right, Frank. If I didn't, I apologize. But Frank's from uh, the News Herald. He does the sports section for high school sports at the News Herald. Uh, very interesting talk uh, to learn about the journalism and the behind the scenes that go on and the experiences of working with coaches, guys like me, uh, you know, Bill Belichick's of the world. Um, but we just talk a lot of uh, no, no real sports talk about like tigers or anything. We know they suck. So, uh, just more about going into high school sports and journalism. And how do we start a journalism club, guys? All right, all right, guys. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, also, at the end, uh, there's some fantasy baseball talk. Also, while I got you guys here, are you a fan of music too? I know I am. Right? Who doesn't like music? Uh, if you don't, sorry. Uh, but you guys should definitely check out the best song ever uh, with his host Luke and Ben while they discuss some of their favorite songs of the week. Like I said. Uh, I'm I'm getting old. I'm sure you heard me say that. So it's hard to keep up with the new cool stuff. So these guys really uh, help me out, keep up with like some new music or old music that I haven't even gotten to. There's so much music that I love that I want to get to. So these guys get it to you the right way. All right. So check them out. Oh, really? Yeah, this is like the middle of the night for me. Oh, okay. Oh, oh all right. I know that. <laughs> yeah, usually, but by, by, by the time I get home from, you know, you know, covering a game or whatever, and by the time I go through editing three, four freelance stories, editing and posting all the pictures and everything, sometimes two, three in the morning. And then I, after that, I still got some stuff to do, and then I got to try to eat dinner in between that. <laughs> so welcome to the show, guys. <laughs> On the show today, we have uh, Frank, and how do we say your last name? That was a great intro right there. <laughs> Vaduswaski. Vaduswaski. Yes. How many times do you have to correct people on that? Oh, all the time. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. It, it's a, Don't look at it when you say it. Because visually, it's hard. It just messes you up. You're like, yeah. nope, doesn't say that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you're from the News Herald, mm-hmm. and uh, you're just kind of speaking. Basically, I want to get it. I'm going to let that be the intro because that is right there into your, a look uh, into your life, right? You you're sure? saying, ha, what's that? Are you sure you don't want to edit that out? I do not want to. <laughs> as long as, are you cool with that? Like, I'm telling you, that's what I want to know. First of all, because you're that's what your typical day is. You were saying, right? Yeah, yeah. So go ahead. It was like you work. What are you editing? Um, usually, well, I am. I'm the full time sports reporter there. Yeah. Um, essentially, I am for all intents and purposes. I, I'm the editor. I don't have the title or the pay, but <laughs> I, have, I have all the responsibility of an editor. <laughs> I have to assign out all the freelancers. I have to. I'm responsible for all the content that goes into the, into the into the papers, into the yeah. News Herald, and the Dearborn Press. It's guide. a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Uh, yeah. You know, I appreciate you coming out of the show because uh, I know, like, I see your name everywhere around because you, know, you cover so in the news herald what is not everybody knows what the news herald so like my uh fiance kim she's from uh st Clair shores okay. and like i was like hey do you know what the news herald is <laughs> she's like what is that like alan park newspaper and i was like we live in alan park now so she doesn't oh, really know alan park i'm like okay. well it's more than that like the doubter she's like i was close you know but uh 
yeah, so some people might not know what the News Herald is outside of this, the Down River region, right? right. The, Down, um, the News Herald covers um, what they call the Down River cities, which I believe is about 17 cities. Okay. Obviously, the cities that are like southern Wayne County. Is Dearborn included? No. no. <laughs> Dearborn is its on its own. Uh, it's always like a debate for it because I was no. like, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Dearborn included? No. Like, they don't want to be included, I don't think, right? I don't think so. <laughs> they, they pride themselves not being uh, included in that, I think, for the most part. But I, I see it the other way, too. I it, think they, Yeah, they sometimes. Okay. Well, the, you probably know more than I do because you, uh, you're involved much more into, like like you said, the whole, all those schools, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're in charge of all their sports. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so how many schools again? There's 20, 25 altogether be- between Downriver and Dearborn. I have 25 schools. 25 schools. Right. All those kids. Uh, you started the six years ago. Like, they got you... Before that, you were at the patch? Yep. I, I did uh, two years freelancing there. What I, is that like? Uh, that was... That was kind of really... You know, I really cut my teeth there. You know, what do you mean I, by that? I... Um, my, my career path was a little bit unconventional. Okay. I, I got a, a degree in journalism from Eastern, and then okay. I graduated, and then I got into something else. I was doing like a like a first level IT type job. Okay, and I was hoping to kind of build on that. Yeah, you know, because I had kind of lost it for journalism. You know, at, like at, at toward the end of toward the end of college, and then got out, and I was like, you know what, I think I'm going to do something else. I okay, just, I, I don't want to do that. And you know, as time went on, and that just wasn't working out, and then just I don't know, some things just some things just kind of came together, and then. Um, I was going to Wayne State, like I, I think I mentioned to you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I was actually going to work on a, um, a second. Um, I was working on a second bachelor's program there in, in a second bachelor's program, and um, I had uh, I ran into a professor who. Um, long story short, anyways, I ran into a uh, professor who, who got me involved with Patch. Okay. Who got me involved in like an internship type program with Patch? So and, how, do they pay you at all for like per article or anything? Yeah, I don't remember how much it was now, but I the my first three months I was like doing like an internship type, so I wasn't getting paid. Could other people do that? Like anybody do that? Do you have to like how do you get into that? Uh, nowadays no patch doesn't exist. Doesn't oh, okay. really exist and it, it exists, but I don't think they use any freelance work. Okay. And I think there's only a handful of actual patch sites. When Patch first launched, it was um, they were pretty aggressive. Okay. They, uh, I, I want to say, just here in Metro Detroit alone, they had thirty different, maybe thirty some different sites. Okay. Downriver, they were in Wyandotte and Trenton at the time. Yeah. And I was I was work I was working for Wyandotte mainly. So the Patch was like part of like AOL or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's conf- okay. That was at the time Ariana Huffington was uh, running things. Okay. I, I think I think I, I think she was behind that. Okay. So like the Huffington Post would post your stuff or occasionally the yeah, Huffington, I, Huffington Post is kind of the big brother. Okay, yeah, <laughs> but you've got it. So you because I think I when I researched your name, like a couple Huffington Post things came up. So those are probably your most viewed or something or. Yeah, uh, once in a while, I, I think the Huffington Post would look for community based type articles. Okay. <laughs> community based type stuff, yeah. and and they would run our stuff occasionally. Okay. Uh. No, so a lot of work that goes into this. So you, uh, you're telling me like ten hours of, ten hours of like games you get to or you get to go to. Yeah, I would I would say a typical day might be about eight to ten hours. Eight to um, ten hours uh, a week, and then you're talking to like coaches. Yeah. Right. You also got to talk to coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, is 
has anything changed in the last six years, do you feel like, in sports, like coaching-wise or what coaches tell you? Um, a lot's changed on my end okay. as far as the way we do things. Yeah, right. When I, when I first got there, I had a boss and we had another full-time reporter. Okay. About uh, eight months into that, they fired the boss. Oh, no. And, uh, well, they didn't fire him, I'm sorry. They uh, moved him to another to another the, job. Okay. And but they didn't replace them. That left me and another reporter. Both, oh. of, both of us are relatively inexperienced at the time. That okay. was basically the two of us to run things. So you you can imagine that 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 spring season was pretty interesting. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I remember that was, that was pretty well. <laughs> 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 Nothing like being like thrown into the fire yeah. and just learning through experience though, right? Yeah. Like I'm sure it made you a lot tougher, it made you like get a lot smoother in your processes and efficient with your time. Right. Yeah, you do what you can. You know, that's, yeah. That's, that's why I, and I learned, you know, you just, you can't, you can't do everything. Yeah. You know. Right, do what you can with yeah. the amount of time. Yeah, you, you have to enjoy, like, life, and, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. But you do a good job. Uh, Appreciate it. I know when I brought your name up to the, uh, Mr. Hurley High, uh, who I co-teach with, he's the track, uh, he, he knew who you were, but he's the, girls track and field coach and then also the cross country coach at lincoln park mm-hmm. um so everybody knows i'm sure knows you pretty well because you're asking them uh do you feel like you get generic answers from coaches most of the time <laughs> 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 oh god i can only imagine interviewing coaches they don't want to <laughs> tell you anything like yeah we, we played hard but we didn't play the last 20 minutes and like okay 90% of the time, 90, 90% of the time, that's what I get. You know, it's the, you know, if they win, it's like we played well, but we've got room for improvement. <laughs> <laughs> Generic yeah. format. Like, yeah. uh. I, I can pretty much, I can pretty much tell you what they're going to say. Yeah. <laughs> no offense to any of them that are no. listening out there. No, it is what it is. Yeah. They, like, they know they're probably, if they're listening, they're probably laughing because <laughs> yeah. they know they you know, what they say. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I hang out with Ambrose. Like, it's funny. And Mr. Do you know Mr. Ambrose? Like, Mr. Bob Ambrose? I do not. Well, uh, he's like Brian's, Brian Ambrose's dad. And he's okay. been around for a long time. Right. L- like, a lot of LP people know. I think he was like assistant athletic director or maybe the athletic director or something for a while. Coach a lot of baseball. But, uh, um, but they, everybody has their sayings, you know what I'm saying? Like they, like they repeat and stuff like <laughs> that. So coaches know, like yeah. they probably just say the same thing over and what they're what they're trying to focus on and right <laughs> so uh do you ever feel like you're annoying to people yeah, <laughs> yeah. usually usually after a nasty loss I, oh yeah I, I they, can, they don't, they don't, oh I yeah see it in their eyes but they don't want to oh <laughs> like i ain't got nothing to say to yeah. you oh get out of here <laughs> <laughs> it's all right you just try to do your job yeah yeah i uh, try, try to keep it quick you know, yeah, yeah do you uh way. but I, you know like I think. Do you think sports are meant to be competitive a little bit? Like, yeah, definitely. Right. Like mm-hmm. some people, I feel I don't like when people like outside of sports sometimes like wants to say like what should happen in sports and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. it's meant to be a little bit competitive. Mm-hmm. You know, like there are careers, but also what I love about like what you're doing is oh like there's other like ways of revenue or what other ways to be involved or like bring up the games and stuff like that. Like what you're doing is bringing exposure. To all these kids, mm-hmm. you know, and that's like, you know, like I remember like when I was younger in high school, like it was pretty cool to be in the News Herald, like have an article written about me and stuff like that. So like, while, you know, you might not be getting all the views you want or something like that, but like, you know, like those kids and those family members are going to be reading those articles and like that matters. Mm-hmm. One of the tough things I would say is 
trying to manage, you know, exactly what you're saying about the kids. Yeah. You know, you, you want to be complimentary. Yeah. You know, even, you know, even in a situation where there might have been a loss. Yeah. You know, or where, it, you know, if, if a kid makes an error or something. <laughs> you usually, can't say. Usually I won't say the name. I usually say, well, there was an error on the <laughs> Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or, uh. Unless you're in, like, a really big game, really big situation where, you know, everybody's seeing it anyways. Yeah. You know, like a state championship game or something. And, like, like the guy's, like, a top prospect or something. Yeah. yeah. You know, everybody's watching him anyways. Yeah, like you said. Like, plus, you want the views or, you know, that's, like, people want to know, like, who that was and stuff, so. Yeah, I mean, if I could go that route, and I would probably get more views. Yeah. But I I, I don't feel that's fair to the kids. That's a good, yeah, that's awesome. You know, because I was wondering about that because, yeah, you're using high school kids and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it's got to be a lot different than, like, when you're treating them, like, either college or older, like, adults. Right. <laughs> you know, they got fragile egos, too, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, have you ever written something, like, something, like, even discreetly, like, negative and, like, you know, been told or... I don't think specifically I have, but we've had, we've had that happen from time to time. Somebody will complain that uh, you know, this is this was negative. It's been a while. It hasn't happened yeah. in a while. I, I try to avoid it. Yeah, it's high school kids, so like, yeah, yeah you really can't do. You know, just write, there's enough positives out there. Like, you yeah. shouldn't be writing negative pieces on kids. You know, yeah. try to focus on the winning team, and yeah, I mean that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's way way too much out there that's positive to. Yeah, you on focus on like the you know, but yeah, okay. uh, you, you know. We got to take care of these young kids, and mm-hmm. like you said, I said you do a great job. It's amazing. I appreciate uh, it. All the work that you just told that you have to do. Do you how many assistants you had? You had what assistant? I have no assistants. No assistant. I have, I have a group of freelancers. I have about five or six freelancers okay. who work for me, but they're paid. They're paid out of. I only have a small budget to pay them out of, so it's it's, it's just it's, me pretty much. So like you're like the financial. Guy and everything like you have to decide like yeah I have to I have to budget that out per month I only <sighs> I only get so much basically it works out to where I can s- send out maybe three four you know three three four guys three four guys a week maybe which is no which is kind of sad really yeah because a few years ago before before the big big cuts came in you know I had that many guys out at night oh my gosh you know but as but as the newspaper. Unfortunately, the newspaper business has been has been going down. And, you know, they they keep making cuts and cuts and cuts. And, yeah, and that's been that was one of the casualties. You know, was it was the freelance budget? Oh my gosh! Yeah, not a casualty, but it was a big cut anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a little bit left, but yeah. Uh, so you have to do whatever you can with. So you're just you know. Uh, I appreciate what you're doing, dude. Because like I said, with these, like there's a lot of kids out there that exposure. Like it really helps. Give exposure to colleges, right? I'm assuming, like, college, you know, when you're looking up kids and stuff, you want to see good articles and see what they're doing and up-to-date stats. And um, as a coach, like, I know it's, like, it's important for these guys to be, like, good kids, too. Like, you want to, like, pass on, like, good character kids. You don't want to, like, pass on a kid to a school. The kid's, like, going to act stupid or something like that because then they're going to be like, okay, we're not coming back to you or something like that. Right. Does that make sense? Oh, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, yeah. Uh, but it's it's a little weird dealing with high school kids because uh, you know I'm also a high school teacher, so like I don't think many kids or any kids will. But uh, you know, uh, it's a little weird knowing that they might. Yeah, it's funny that you bring that up too. You know, as far as like 
once in a while we talk to I'm not a big fan of talking to the kids yeah. because 95% of the time it's awkward. Yeah. They're not used to, you know. It's, yeah. It's awkward, <laughs> it's, it's awkward yeah. enough talking to an adult. Oh, then, my God. then an adult they yeah. don't really know. <laughs> And then an adult who has, you know, a microphone yeah. or something in their face recording them. Uh, that's yeah, it probably doesn't go all very well. No. I can imagine. That's funny. So there are a, a few that are a little, a little more well-seasoned. You know, your kids who are have been around for a while, I think, who maybe have had somebody work with them on it, who are, or who are just naturally, you know, outgoing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you need like a certain type of person to be even like the host for that, or like you know, like to get the per- the personality out of the like make a kid feel comfortable. Yeah, well, I, I even I've seen some of the best. Yeah, you know, the make me caves and such, and even they have a hard time. Oh yeah, <laughs> so. oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes these kids, yeah, they're a little shut down or something. Oh, sometimes yeah. you know they can't think. Like in the moment, or they're just like, oh my gosh, uh, I would have too at that age, right? I, I yeah, don't blame them. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. You know. So you've been working at this like a long time. What was the first? You know, like you said, we said Eastern. Yeah, I graduated from Eastern. And went to Wayne State. Yeah, I went there for. A little I went while. to both schools also. Oh, okay. I graduated from Eastern, and I also went to Wayne State partly for a master's. Okay. Uh, but then also that's when I got like my job broken. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm like partially deaf. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. Played ice hockey. Yeah, it happens. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was something a little more sinister. <laughs> no, no. So, um, but yeah, let me look. Uh, so basically, when I had you, like, it's funny because like uh, you and the other, I had another. Do you know who Tony Augusti is? I know that name, but I. He used to like write for the Detroit News or the other one. What's the other Detroit one? Free Press. Detroit. No, he wrote. He wrote for the Detroit News. Okay. And he did like the sports stuff or whatever. But uh, he was on the show too. Now I forgot why I was bringing up his name. Oh. Uh, was he a uh, a prep sports guy or? No, he was. Uh, no, like he would like do the national, like the Lions, Tigers, oh, okay. and yeah. Okay. Uh. I forgot why I brought him up. Oh, yeah, I'm familiar with his name, but I, I couldn't tell you much about oh, him. Oh, yeah. He was on the show. Okay. Uh, yeah, he, he does a uh, good time to plug. Like, if, also, if you're into journalism, go listen to that show, Tony Augusti. And then also, uh, you know, uh, good time to plug Planet Ant Podcast Network because you're okay. kind of like asking about that, right? Right. Uh, so we have like different types of different podcasts here. Uh, including uh, the best song ever with like Luke and Brian. So like you know, if you want to listen to like new cool like songs, like they, these two guys just like listen to a song, or they not, they don't just listen to a song. They have like pre-planned songs. They're gonna like listen. Like I would let you listen to. Hey, listen to this song, and then you give me like a thumbs up, thumbs down type okay. of thing. That's cool. And so they they try to impress the other people. So it's usually pretty good songs. Uh, but yeah. Oh my gosh. So they file in and out of here all week, as far as uh, uh what do you mean? As like, I mean for re- recording their shows and such, or uh, yeah. So like I, I I have like a scheduled time. Like I get like nine to twelve on Sundays. I record. Uh, I know we all share like a Google Calendar. Is that okay. what everybody does now? Share Google Calendars and yeah, that's one thing. We were actually on that pretty early. Yeah, we were on that uh, about five years ago. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you know all about like trying to like start like start up something basically, kind of like almost on your own. 
Would you say? Oh, uh, it kind of it kind of turned into that. Yeah, I mean, luckily, I don't I don't have to deal with the financial end of it. I don't have to deal with fundraising. It's not my money that's being spent at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's a that's a whole other thing there. I do know people who who ha- who have done that or who are doing that, who started up their own web their news websites, sports websites, and such. Yeah. And that's a whole other that's a whole other ball game there. Uh, like you kind of like just talked like uh. I mean, doing this, like, it's hard to, like, keep up with, like, other sports, right. you know, because, like, this is, I know how I feel the same way. Like, uh, you're like, let's not talk about, like, <laughs> too many other stuff. And I kind of, I'm like, that's cool, dude, because I can take a week off. The Tigers suck anyways. <laughs> like, they've been awful. Uh, yeah, I just, the thing is, is that, um, I'm sorry, but I, mean, I spend so much time, you know, on the high school stuff. And oh, yeah. I, I get home, and then I have all that to work on. And I... And I have a hard time focusing on more than one thing at the same time. Oh, yeah, time. for sure. So it's like if I had the TV on with the Tiger game and I was trying to write, that just, that just wouldn't work. Right. So I have to focus on what I'm doing. Oh, yeah, and, for you sure. Know, by the time, you know, Tigers usually play at 7. That's usually in the heart of the time that, you know, I'm doing You're my, doing all your work. I'm doing my work. And then, you know, same thing with even with football, you know, by the, yeah. usually by 1 o'clock I usually get up and I'll be working on something else, you know, in the – the fall in the fall and the winter, you know, so you don't have time to catch a lot of NFL yeah, games. Exactly, but you're more involved, and I'd rather be more involved in like something than just be like a spectator, like someone who's just like watching. Yeah, I mean, before that, I was a huge fan. You know? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I had season tickets, a partial season ticket plan for the Tigers for about I want to say about 15 years. Really? Yeah, I was I was a huge fan. So, like, when did that start? And when did that end? Like, what years? Uh, I started at '99. Um, okay. At the, the last season of the old stadium. Okay. And then I want to say I quit. I want to say I up maybe about 14. Okay. That might have been my last year with, because uh, it just got too hard. Yeah, 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 once, yeah. Once I got into this, it got too hard to go to 27. I, thinking back on that now, I can't believe I had that much time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? No, that's what, uh, I know, believe me. Like, it's crazy. Like, that's what I try to, like, get to these kids. I'm like, dude, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, come on, do something. Like, don't be on your phone. Do something. Like, mm. we really got so much time. Learn something. Yeah. Get better. Uh, is there, a, like, do you see anybody getting into, like, sports journalism or... Is that, like, something you would want to encourage more? I would encourage it. I mean, I'll be straight up. I mean, you're not going to get rich. And then yeah. <laughs> unless unless you get to the level of, like, a Mitch album. Okay. You know, you're not going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're probably going to be, you know, just, you'll get by, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I, I, if it's something, that, if you if you like writing, if it's something that, that you're good at or something that you want to learn and expand on, I would definitely... Yeah. I would uh, I, I would definitely encourage it. See, I used to hate writing. I hated writing. Like, I would avoid it. In all, like, in high school, like, I took debate class, so I could avoid, like, oh, writing yeah. papers. I took your book, even. Like, to, so it was easy. It was, like, my it was uh, my high school hockey coach, too. So it was just, you know, it was like your book, I mean, you get three pages. Like, you know, it was a good class and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but it made me avoid doing all the composition classes, like all the oh, writing, anything okay. like that. Or I took public speaking. Okay. <laughs> uh, just, I'm like, that's easier than, I'd rather just talk something, you know, <laughs> act my way through something, <laughs> act like I know something, I have to actually write about it. Yeah, I, I, I understand that. That is, that would definitely be a lot easier 
as far as you know in, in that regard. But for me, I, I don't know. I wouldn't. I, I don't think I would enjoy that. No. Um. <laughs> uh, but so I used to see like writing is like work though, and kind of like uh, the same thing. I've like talked to some coaches like we don't look as running as a sport like a it's a positive, and mm-hmm. uh, like we use it like a like like a punishment. And right. sometimes I think we do that with writing as like a. a like writing is a punishment. All right, you're in trouble. Now write your name <laughs> 50 times. What? <laughs> Why is that? Like, now we're using writing as a punishment. Like, kids aren't going to want to write now because you're like forcing them and making them. Yeah. But now that, like, I want to do projects, I want to make movies, or and okay. it, like, I, I like writing now. Like, I, I see the usefulness of it, but I don't like to be forced to do mm-hmm. something. So. Yeah, I think if, definitely I wouldn't. Uh, I, if I were going to make it a punishment, I would at least make it something useful. You know? <laughs> I wouldn't have them do a do an essay or something. I wouldn't have them do a, you know like the task on the board or whatever. You have to write your name fifty times, like you said, or write some silly sentence a hundred times over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. so <laughs> would at least make it make it worth their time. Do you think kids are more awkward now with like the social media, like the? Or do you think kids are just always awkward? It's been the same. I don't think things are as as, as different as people like to say. Then oh. I mean, I'm not I'm not on the ground like you are. Okay. Whereas I'm not with the kids every day. I really only see them at their best. Yeah, yeah. You know when they're yeah. they're on the field. Yeah. They're, well behaved. Yeah. When they're when they have ninety five percent of the time, you know they're yeah. they're well behaved. Yeah. And you're talking to the good ones who are doing good. So yeah. they Want to be in the spotlight. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, sir. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, even even when when I'm stepped away from it, you know, I mean, I hear things, you know, yeah. I, I hear some, I hear some of the stuff that comes out of their mouths, and yeah. Such. But I mean, I, you know, but I, but I, but I'm just I'm far away from it. Now, now you're a teacher, right? Too. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so like kids swear, dude. Yeah. It's the truth. Like, yeah. Yeah, they did when I was in school. Yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I try to tell like like be don't be rude, dude. That's disrespectful. Like yeah. respect me as a person. If I hear you, that's disrespectful. What I'm shocked about more is is the the the, the the lack of the courtesy titles. I'm hearing more and more kids like calling people just by like their teachers and adults and that just by their first names and their last names. I don't know how it is there at like in Lincoln Park. But... Uh, first names and their last names. Like, huh. I'm kind of. Uh, well, the first names are usually at like schools. I, that I know of are usually at like maybe like a, a special type of school or something like that where it's like special needs students or something like that. They, so you mean, know, do the kids yeah. address you as Mr. Steinman? Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, but I, yeah, I would say Mr. Steinman, but I wouldn't be offended with Steinman. And like, that's just a, like I think I wonder if that's like a just a a general, you know, like I get where you're coming from. I not really. I'm not really. Um, you know, I don't notice. I don't pay attention to that. Okay. You know, and that's not something I like. I would say a lot of them say Mr. Steinman, but I don't even expect them to do that. As long as they show me respect and just, I don't know. Like, go ahead. Because you mentioned Brian Amaros. Yeah. I've heard people address him just by his last name. Kids, yeah. kids there. Yeah. And, um,. Trying to think, there's somebody else, somebody else that we both know, but I, I can't think of his name offhand. Yeah, but I, I, to me, to me, it's weird. It's not necessarily good or bad. It's just weird. Yeah, it's, no, it's a, <laughs> you're you're pointing it out. I'm just trying to think about it. I think it's just like a camaraderie. I don't know. Just like we're tight. Like you know, <laughs> like uh, you know, I'm your coach, but I don't know. Like it's a good point. I don't know because I've never been big on labels. I guess you know. So you know, maybe I have a hard time <laughs> with like being you know. 
I mean, I, I do like being called coach sometimes. It does come with, like, a little bit of, like, <laughs> I don't like respect to it or whatever. I kind of laugh at it, though. Because you kind of laugh at I, like, I kind of laugh at myself. Like, sometimes, like, who's respecting me? Like, <laughs> you know? But sometimes I got to act like, you know, like the hard guy. Like, hey, come on, man. You got to finish it out. Yeah. You know? But I think those are life lessons, like, mm-hmm. that I'm teaching them. So right. I could act. I could act a little bit. That's what improv's helped me out with a little bit is, like, because I am so usually calm and happy and patient and stuff like that. But, like, I, I like I pay attention to, like, details now, I guess, like, of the game. Like, I, I appreciate hard workers, you know, like, I can, if it's an error, it's an error. Mm-hmm. But I don't like mental mistakes. I don't like preparation mistakes and stuff like that. So, uh, those get frustrating. I can imagine. Personally. That's, that's gotta be. And then when you're doing high school sports, like, I mean, it comes with the territory, you know? Yeah. Like, they're gonna be errors and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's very humbling, mm-hmm. you know? But I have seen a lot of progress, too, which is really nice. You know yes. what I'm saying? From, like, the beginning of the year to see where it's at, you know, to see things grow. Yeah, and it's gotta be really rewarding in, yeah. in, that, in that regard. Yeah. Uh, this is the first time I've been, like, in a public high school. Okay. So I was in Detroit for, like, seven years uh covenant house which so we didn't have sports or it was just an alternative like type of program school okay uh that focused on like it was like a last chance type of program i guess you would say it still exists uh you know um but it's like for 16 to 22 uh kids to go get their high school diploma still most of it's like online though like online curriculum but there's like teachers in the classroom and stuff like that oh okay so uh it's funny because like some people like complain, not complain, but you know, like consider working at Lincoln Park is pretty difficult. Yeah. And but like it's like the tough kids there are would be nothing at the school like <laughs> I came from. You know what I'm saying? And I was just thinking, I was actually thinking about this on the way there because like I kind of drove by. Uh, I drove the th- by through a couple of because I worked in uh, the Central, I worked by the Southwest, and like the East Side or whatever. But like some of these kids are coming from like the streets like there's a street mentality man that is just a lot different like most of the students like down river are at least got their basic needs met and stuff mm-hmm. like that and then hopefully come to a school that are supplying other needs um but like detroit man it's 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 another different game out there a little bit in some areas yeah that's got to be tough I mean, I, i've spent a little bit of time in river rouge and you know, e-course right. and such and now I've, I've seen some of the same thing there right like you said it's it makes you definitely um realize how fortunate you know the, how fortunate i was to grow up in a situation i did yeah you know, I, I had two parents yep you know i, I was in a two-parent household that loved mm-hmm. each other they you know, sent me to catholic school yep took care of yeah us. cabrini right you're yeah. uh did you listen do you know who zach sandoga is I do not. Oh man, you got to listen to that episode because <laughs> uh, he's a gra- he's a Cabrini alum. Okay. Uh, he's actually uh, the cousin to uh, my fiance Kim, uh, but he is an ultra marathon runner, and he's really good. Uh, do you know what ultra marathon running is? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, because that kind of ring, it kind of rung a bell when you said <laughs> that. That now. Uh, his brother Tyler Sonoga used to be there too he might have like you might have like covered him he played basketball i think there he's a pretty good basketball player there okay yeah then that's another one of those names that <clears throat> rings a bell but i just I can't, yeah yeah can't, no can't oh no dude i'm sure you know <laughs> <laughs> you have, well, how many schools 27 dude i yeah, can't remember I've, <laughs> I've been at lincoln park for like a few months now and i just i i messed the kids name, i messed the kids names <laughs> up they're like they're like mr steinman like <laughs> come on man i'm like sorry i'm trying like i'm still new 
You know, so that happens. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure. I mean, how many times have you called the wrong name? It's happened a few times. <laughs> even, even even with coaches. Oh, yeah. A couple of times. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. sure they don't even want to, like, learn your name. They just, like, call you whatever. And yeah, well, there's a couple of times I've called it. Been one or two times I've called them with the wrong name, which is embarrassing. Oh, no. What do you but, mean? I mean? There's such a I – mean, there's such a, I, don't remember, I don't remember specifically who it happened to anymore. But, I mean, there's such a turnover with the coaches, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, and, right. Like, with 27 schools. Oh, and my especially, God. Especially now in the spring. Oh, my where God. You've got, such, you've got such a tight – you know, you start oh, my in gosh. April. It's, it's such a quick – quick season oh yes yeah. so we have baseball is like a full-time job i said yeah. i didn't know i signed up for a full-time job <laughs> yeah <laughs> i enjoy doing it and stuff but like for that amount of time like it's every oh, day yeah a few hours a day between games driving and yeah man like so many games we play like 30 something games in yeah yeah in a short amount of time yeah it's... and then like half of it's bad weather so then we're like they're getting canceled rescheduled and then, like, you can't practice on the field because of the bad weather on those days. So, like, luckily we have, like, a pit so we can go, like, do some oh, stuff. Yeah. You're a Lincoln Park Or, no, you, you lived in Lincoln Park. Yeah, yeah. Cabrini grad. That's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Saxonoga. So you should, uh, I brought, I brought up, I was like, has anybody ever, like, talked to you? Because he was on uh, recently because uh, he was in town. But, like, because he lives out, like, out west and stuff. That's where he trains and stuff like okay. that. But, like, uh, something you kind of, like, brought up to me was that, like, you feel like people need help with, like, a marketing or, like, right? Or, like, kind of, like, online. Did, is that something you said of the, maybe I misquoted that. You mean as far as, like, um, oh, you meant dealing with the media. That's that's what I was. Oh, deal, like how to deal with the media. Yeah, I was thinking about like how people need to market themselves, but either way, <laughs> that's part. That's part of it too. I mean, I'll be honest. I'm not an expert on that as far as that goes. I've been I've been lucky to to land a to land the job that I've had. Yeah, and not have to constantly you know battle for try to find a new job every two years or something. Knock on wood. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, as far as dealing with the media, I mean, like, um, I guess at the high school level, anyway. I mean, something that I've learned is that, you know, um, you know, if if you're if you're cooperative, if you you know get get the stuff they need, you know, answer the phone, answer the emails, you know, I I think it, it helps a lot as yeah. far as far as getting the, you know, the information out there, you know, getting the coverage out there, you know, if they're not, if they're not getting the information out there, then it's a lot harder for us. Yeah, yeah. Not saying that there are times where they they send stuff and I still can't get it in. Do you, know, with, we're, you, know, we're so do you feel like losing teams often have a harder time getting into you? That, that's, <laughs> unfortunately, that's usually what happens. When uh, it, usually, everybody's really excited at the beginning when it starts. Yep, and then it and then it kind of drops. If, if if they're losing, then, oh, then, yeah. then you, uh, the enthusiasm yeah. just takes a nosedive. Something that's what we're t- so like we're like. We haven't performed where we would like to perform, yeah. uh, and I'm sure a lot of teams <laughs> feel that way. But, like, I want to keep going. Like, I don't want to, like, give up or anything like that. But I see some of these other teams are just, like, yeah, like, I don't know, just lackluster. I'm sure that'll change, too, when, like, districts start back up mm-hmm. and everybody's 0-0 and, and everybody feels like, you know, that Saturday or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I do see some, like, lack. I don't know, just a little bit of lackluster sometimes. You know, it's important to finish strong, though. But <laughs> Yeah, the dis- districts are a fun time. Districts yeah, how do you do that? You, is it, yeah, because there's so many sports are, like, is that just a busy time for you? Yeah, oh, especially that Saturday. That Saturday is probably the busiest day of the whole school, oh, whole, school, the whole high school sports season. Oh man! Because you have basketball, you, well, you have basketball, you have baseball going, you have softball going, you have soccer. Usually, like usually like that even that afternoon or that evening, there'll be a, a soccer game. Yeah. And then that night, there will be uh, 
Oh, what do you call it? What else? Uh, oh, no, in the, the, what do you call it? Track and field? Track and field and golf is going on, too. Oh, my God. That's, like, on the other side of the state. How so do you even do that? Usually that, I'll just I'll write up the results from it, just, you know, because they'll, they'll post the results on, okay. your, on a website or something. Okay. I would, if I had the people, I would send somebody out there. But, I mean, that's, like... Our websites, are they getting better with the technology and websites? Like, I feel like that's, like, so these are things I feel like we could do as better as, like, a state. Like, if all the information was, like, we did a better, like, unified program where all the stats were everything that that could i mean no offense to anybody but that that could improve greatly yeah why would that be offense to anybody well i mean <laughs> <laughs> the people who aren't <laughs> doing it now i mean the mhsaa has done a good job as far as um, i know this is a hard thing to do to get oh, everybody on yeah, the same page like yeah, you said there's a lot of turnover and stuff like that coaching yeah. i'm telling you right now this is difficult to you know like there's a lot going on so yeah um, it'd be one thing if you're running your program for 10, 15 years or something mm-hmm. and you have everything down and just, okay, well, now we have somebody on the staff that does this part of the part of the, yeah. But like, it should be because I think that'll be better marketing for our state. Like I want to have better sports teams. Mm-hmm. So I think if, if a school assigns somebody like to do just that, or maybe if a team assigned, you know, assistant coach to do just that. You know, to, to send, yeah. send their stuff in the deal with that, that, that game changer program helps out a lot. Okay, yeah. In fact, that scares me a little bit. Oh, yeah. Because that, that program essentially does our job. <laughs> so that, because right now, because it, 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 you know, it, it actually formulates a story. Yeah. And, and it puts oh, all the stats. Out I there. saw something like that. And I was wondering, I'm like, yeah, you okay. Guys use it. Yeah. So I was like, who, who is somebody writing this up? It just kind of like creates the story itself. It has yeah. like some type of like scripture, like yeah. that. Oh man! I guess the program was actually created by um, it was that, it was created at Northwestern. I guess it was. Um, oh no! I guess the journalism program and the uh, the computer science program, I guess, came together. Oh yeah! And, and developed this program. The stories aren't very good. Okay. Luck, luck, luckily. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I'm still a little safe in that regard. Oh but yeah! It, it scares me that machines can write stories. Oh my gosh! Yeah. That is something to think about, though. Oh, like yeah. moving yeah. forward, like how could you work with that, though? You yeah. know, like how do you adapt? You know, you have uh, to get. You have to. You're gonna have to get more feature. Gonna have to find a way to get more featurey. You know, the more feature. You know, if you know what I mean by that. No. Like All a right. feature story, uh, like something oh. more in depth. Okay. Yeah. Right. Kind of like this, almost like this. Yeah. Like I'm. Kind you know, of. Yeah. It's like yeah, because there's gonna be so much information out there that people actually aren't gonna maybe go the other way and what finds something that's a little bit more meaningful or yeah, going into it. Like we we were, I guess we are like at a phase or like people just want so much information. They're like, give me this, give me that, give me that, give me this. And now mm-hmm. we're like, yeah, going to more like the Joe Rogan style, like long conversation. Cause I'm interested. Like, I want to know about this stuff. Like I said, writing was something I avoided for a long time, but now like, I mean, just getting preparation every day, you know, when I do this, I usually write a lot, do a lot of writing, you know, before. So, uh, and then I got to write after, like, so it's a part of life. I don't know. And when you, do, like, anybody could do it, I feel like. If I could do it, anybody could do it. That's how I feel. Honestly, I mean, not, I, I agree, but I, I think. I agree was, that you got to enjoy it. I, I want to, like, I, so go ahead. Well, I, I think to a certain extent, it's, it's, there's some, I don't think every, everybody can do it. I don't know, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> I don't want to be offensive. No, but, no. Um, I think there's. I think it's something that just some people have. Yeah. You know, it's, I don't know if I use the word talent or not. but It's it, a skill. Yeah, but I think I think there's something ingrained. Like, just how some people are really good at math, yeah. you know, from the time that they're 
four or five years old. I think there's just something, just something maybe with with the way you're wired. Okay. You know, what that makes you, that makes you see things a certain way, and and and, and makes you be able to put those things down on paper. Oh yeah. A certain way to to where they're, to where it's interesting. Yes. To where it's something that somebody wants to read, you know, as opposed to. I mean, I've had I've had a lot of people, you know, come and go over the yeah. years, and and I can tell right away, you know, when I read stuff, you know, as far as um, you know, where they're at, yeah, you know, or where. Oh yeah, at. but I, I mean, I have seen people improve too. Yes, you know, I've seen people. Well, you, I think there's, it, you just gotta, you do gotta want to have it, like in anything, like, but like. It's good to like do things out of your comfort zone. I think once we get to like a, like a certain age, we just like to do things that we're already good at and stuff like that. So we're afraid to do things. Like I thought about that in high school, but I don't think I could do that. Like I think people should take classes for it. Like take oh, classes yeah. at Planet Ant. Like we have writing classes, oh, they have okay. improv classes. Like all the, these skills taught me probably probably more than like sorry Eastern Michigan, but more than Eastern Michigan did for at a way better price. I could tell you that. Okay. Um, and it's not that I had, I feel like I had a bad education, but I just feel like education was a little overpriced. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other discussion there. <laughs> uh, so, would if someone is getting into journalism, would you tell them to go to college to get a four degree into journalism? I would still, yeah. Still, I would make sure you go to a school where I would I would look into it and investigate. Make sure you go into a program to a place that has a good program where you have professors who have been in the field. Do you know those programs? Uh, I know EMU still has a good program. Okay. I know I don't. I know Central um, typically has a good program. Okay. Um, I know Michigan. I think is just has just kind of started theirs up with maybe within the last ten years. Do you feel like an athlete could be a writer? Yeah. You think that'd be preferable if they had that, or do you feel like you would want? Yeah, I don't know. Um, it depends. It it depends if they're if if they're willing to. You know, do the work. Yeah, yeah. And if they have, um, like I said, if they have that certain something that, you know, in them that they're able to, you know, to convey, I don't know, it, it's tough to to put it into words. Oh, you're good. But, you know, I, I think just you have to be able to put, and I think anybody can put, can put something down on paper. Oh, yeah. It's But you have to be able to, I think, put it down and put it, word it a certain way. You know, I'm not saying that you have to be like a poet or yeah, yeah, Stephen yeah. King or no, but you want to make it interesting. Yeah, yes, yeah. for sure. That's yeah. uh, uh, speaking of Eastern, the Eastern Echo. Actually, did you see the mar- article from you about you? Yeah, he's one of my uh, Zach Sturgill is one of my freelancers. Oh, okay, he's he's wrote that. Yeah, he uh, he interviewed me about a month. I want to say about a month ago or so. Is that so? That's like the Eastern Michigan's paper then. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, the sad thing there is, um, I guess they weren't they weren't even running for a while. I guess they weren't publishing <sighs> for a little while. I, I don't know the whole story there, but I was talking yeah. to uh, one of the professors out there, Carol Slykek, and she was telling me the story because I went on the website. I mean, the, the, there were stories from like the past season, yeah, the past year. I'm like, what's going on? But I guess they're up and running now. So I from what from what she's telling me, there's been a drop off, I guess, in uh, journalism interest in general. I think some of that. Is, uh, I don't want to get too political, but I think some of that's due to our president. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. That's nonsense, crazy. Yeah, because I feel like again, like we're not getting like a lot of people aren't doing like that deep journalism. That I think we're gonna maybe that'll be like the trend though. We go back the other way. They're they're gonna have to eventually because right. there's 
there's so many sources of information out there. And kind of like you were saying, like, technology is going to take over all the easy stuff. Yeah. All yeah. the, like, the mindful, like, this and that or whatever. So you got to, like, yeah, be able to do a little bit more deeper pieces. Like, why is this meaningful? A little bit more work. One of the big into things. One, into one story. Not more work right. overall, but one into, like, one focus. One of the things I don't think I mentioned was they, um, when they fired my boss and all that about, you know, when I was into it, they also made us start taking our own pictures. Oh, so man. So that was yeah. something that was <laughs> It wasn't totally foreign to me because I had done it with Patch. Yeah. But taking um, action action photographs, especially in low light, <laughs> extre- can be extremely difficult. You have to have, you know, a pretty expensive camera. Yeah. You know, you have to have a good solid SLR oh, camera, yep. a good solid lens yep. to be able to do that. Oh, yeah. So, that's one thing where I kind of, because with my freelancers, they have to, uh, to really, to be, to, to be to make it worth their while, they have to be able to shoot and, um, and, and be able to shoot and write. Yeah. Which it's, it's hard to find people who are interested in, in both. You know, there are people who are coming out of the journalism classes who, you know, who are good writers, but then they don't want to pick up the camera. Yeah. Or vice versa. You have people who, um, who can, who shoot well, but, yeah. you know, they're, they they still need to, you know, work on their writing skills or, oh, yeah. or they're not interested in writing. Or... Yeah. See, I, I, I'm interested in, like, trying to do it myself, everything a little bit. So, like, uh, just learning this, like, how to, like, do the audio. Like, somebody taught me, like, one time or whatever, and I was kind of hoping to, use, you know, like, use a beginner and everything, like, no response. And I'm like, all right, I guess I got to figure it out. And, you know, you just kind of figure things out, push yourself a little bit, get out of your comfort zone. Um, but, uh yeah, I I wish we had like a class for you know I don't know I don't know what type Lincoln Park's got going on, like school wise or anything like that though. Would you ever be interested in like starting a, a club or something like that? Yeah, a sports journalism club or something, and like try to like get like these kids into it and out there. I've thought of that. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know if I'd be much of a teacher. I don't know. <laughs> I you'd I don't be know the well teacher. What do you mean? <laughs> just, Are you kidding I me? I don't know how well I could deal with kids. You um, you but you wouldn't get bad kids. You know what I'm saying? Like kids who are gonna go into sports journalism. I just I feel like for the most part would it be I don't know if they want to write. Yeah, I guess if it's if it's a club that you're talking about, I guess, yeah. I guess in that case. It yeah, and you wouldn't have to you don't have to deal with thirty kids like at a class. No, it'd be like a few kids. Like I don't imagine like everyone's like in the old school, like, Yes, journal sports journalism <laughs> I don't think you know, if you get I don't want is it is it acceptable? Is it acceptable to call people nerds? Like I'm a nerd. Like if I can I call a kid nerds? Yeah, that's one of those words that you know when I was a kid it was not acceptable. Yeah, like it don't was, call me a nerd. If you, called, <laughs> if you called somebody that it was an insult. Yeah, back, you know, back in the but 90s. Now, like, now they're all your bosses. <laughs> so now like nerds, like whatever, I'll be your nerd. Yeah, now that word is now it seems like it's been commandeered. You know, it's or it's yeah. been <laughs> yeah. taken over. Uh, term the, of endearment, I guess. Yeah. Right. So, uh, but uh, you know, yeah, exactly. Uh, is that a gen- like yeah your generation would not like do, we're probably two different generations right you're I'm how, 40 I'll be 43 in a few I'm days I'm 33 so, so we kind of like <laughs> the way we grew up though like in America and like with the technology mm-hmm. is interesting because like you said like technology kind of probably came around when you were like 20 yeah. and I was like 10 at that age yeah and so. I know for me it was a big advantage like getting some of that because like my fam, my dad would always like buy like new computers and stuff like that so like okay. sc- I made school easy for me <laughs> compared to other kids yes yeah I, I really feel like 
people my age, like I said, have a have a foot in if have a foot in both worlds. Yeah. Whereas I grew up, you know, where there was no computer. You know, when I was a kid, there were no computer. Well, there were computers. I'm sorry, but there was no internet. There yeah. were no cell phones. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that stuff was like was like sci was like science fiction almost. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that you could look at a cell phone out and talk talk to the person, you know, face to face. Oh yeah. And you know, and, and internet stuff, something like this. Stuff yeah. like we're doing right now. I mean, this was like science fiction to me yeah. when, I, when I was ten years old. Well, every generation, I guess you could you could probably say that for like to I'm sure extent, the generation yeah. older than you, you know, yeah. are like, holy crap! Yeah. <laughs> I remember. I think this is a big jump. I mean, compared to a lot. Oh of, yeah. I mean, with the exception of maybe the automobile. From yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like, something. Yeah, but. like since the industrial revolution, this yeah. is like the biggest changing thing that's probably happened, and it's like at a quicker pace, like mm-hmm. just how quick te- technology has been growing. Yeah, I mean, I think thinking back to you know at the library having to use the Dewey Decimal System. And <laughs> yeah, like I don't that. think they teach that at all. Oh, I'm sure they don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see why they would need it now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so things you know grow and like you got to adapt though. But like, if you got to keep up, it is. Do you feel like as you get older, it's hard to keep up with everything? How everything changes, or uh, to an extent. You know? I, th- I think it can be it can be difficult to keep gotta, up. Yeah, because you want to slow it down too. You know, you don't want to get caught up in it. I yes. feel like yeah, that's another thing. I uh, do see I do see people make that mistake sometimes. It's like they're always wanting getting in on the next big thing. No, just like take a break, buddy. But there are people who are you know on on the cutting edge too. Like I, I heard you had you had Victor on, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like a Victor Sobrowski who's always on the cutting edge of things. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. His older brother was kind of like that too. I don't know if you know Paul. No, that's yeah. how we kind of got to know each other, right? Is you joined the fantasy league yeah. at the at the start of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, in the early days, I was uh, I, him, I him and his. Uh, well, I, I I don't know if, I don't know if you know I, I grew up across the street okay. from uh, from his older brothers. Okay. 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 So, did you all? You okay? Uh, did you live there when Victor lived there? No. Um, I lived. I lived there. Victor lived on Moran. So he he was. I want to say Victor. I think Victor was born in eighty seven. Yeah, he was born. Yeah, uh, eighty six. Okay, and they they lived on Moran, which was about four or five blocks from where I lived. Yeah. They um, they moved in with their mom. Okay. Paul and Brian did. Yeah, yeah. At that point, and then and then said his mom had had Victor. Yeah, that's funny. That's how you know them. Then you played in our fantasy league. Or that, that thing is a whole different. Like, <laughs> what do you remember from that? Um, I really enjoyed that league. Yeah, Victor was a great commissioner. Oh my, yeah. My I had an issue with something that happened a little bit later. I I did I don't like as far as fantasy goes. I don't like keepers. <laughs> and that's that's where my that's where I kind of hit an impasse. There okay, with, with that's you, where you because I don't remember when you left the league. So like, because you guys, if I what I remember right, all you younger guys, you guys all wanted keepers, and then the, us older guys didn't. <laughs> uh, I just I got aggravated with it. <laughs> that's so funny. I don't. Okay, did you? So were you like? Did you leave? Because you were Frank's takes. Yeah, yeah. Was that from uh, the movie? What's that movie? Old school. Old school. Is that <laughs> yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. uh, those. I don't know. Do, do kids know that movie? Some do. Some do. Some do. Some don't. Yeah. yeah. It's weird when you like. I. I it's weird because I'm at the age now where I say stuff and like they were like, like they have no idea what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> it's, yeah, and I'm like, oh man, like Napster. Napster was life changing. Yeah. And kids like don't know what Napster is. I'm they like, don't know what Napster is? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like like what? You don't even know. Like Napster yeah. changed my world. Yeah, me too. In high school, dude. 
Oh my gosh, I was making CDs and stuff <laughs> like that. Oh my god, that's what I'm saying. Like I was lucky. Like I had the benefit. My dad was always like buying like the new technology and like oh, so I had like man. internet, AOL access, dial up, like <laughs> downloading all the songs overnight and stuff. Yeah, I remember doing that. Doing I'm trying to do it over dial up. Where you get like three songs in an hour. Or oh something. yeah, dude. You, yeah, you got, that's why you got to let let it run all night. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully in the morning you have a couple of incubus, incubus songs. And hope it doesn't kick you off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Napster, man. You don't even know what Napster is. Uh, so yeah. I got to teach them sometimes. There was uh, what LimeWire, a few other of those. Oh yeah, yeah. Then there's like, like a Bear Share, LimeWire, <laughs> so like the different thing after that. Yeah. Now you can just go to YouTube and. Yeah, that that's weird to me too. That, <laughs> did everything. All, that's all that right is at yeah your fingertips and for do you guys have a YouTube channel? No. Should you have a YouTube channel? You should. Well, you know, I think technically they the technically I think the the news side I think did set something up cuz that's one thing they 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 need well I don't need to improve on I guess is um they they've always started out with like um some kind of a concept with video yeah. but then they then they pull back like they had us um doing the thing I don't know if you heard a tout video. No. Come tout. It was like thirty little thirty second clips, one okay. minute clips. They uh, had us doing that for a while, but then they they kind of faded out of that. And before that, there was another thing where they bought they got everybody uh, flip phones. Had them doing that for a while, <laughs> and that sort of faded out. Okay. And I assume at some point they're gonna have us doing video again. Yeah. I'm guessing, but maybe make. Did you guys have like a studio space? No. That's There's what no that's what we're trying to like nothing. make. We're gonna hopefully create in here or whatever. So this was like bare minimum. This building right here, we're in Planet Ant Studio, uh, but like and out there they'll be like they're restructuring something. Yeah, as you walked in, you saw like they're restructuring something. But like yeah, our plan here is to have like a green screen, have video live video going like that's YouTube awesome. and stuff like that. So uh, you know if you ever want to like check out check it out later or get some ideas or see how we're doing because. Uh, Mike McGettigan, who's like the director of uh, the Planet Ant Network podcast network, uh, they're doing one of their uh, do one of their podcasts is trying to be a millionaire or something on YouTube. Like they're just like doing things on YouTube and trying to like figure it out as they go. And he's like, "Yeah, okay. we could do live, we could do video like pretty easily and stuff like that." So we're just learning, you know, as you have experience, like learning as you go and just mm -hmm. try to get better. Like we're just so you know, every month we're meeting together, we're trying to like you know, and you know make this one step better at a time you know see we got these couches in here this there'll be a back door like so okay. you know how uh, many people are involved in in that in planet ant uh in planet ant what do you like so planet ant is started off as like a theater improv community like it was actually a coffee place like 25 years ago okay uh michael keegan key is that how you say his name okay. uh from key and peel Okay. He's like a really big superstar now and stuff like that. Okay. Well, like 25 years ago, he convinced the coffee shop owners to turn an, uh, or to film a movie there, and they filmed the movie called like Get Out of Hamtown. And uh, after that, after they filmed the movie, uh, he convinced like the owners to turn it into like a, a theater, and they still they, it's that purple house over there on Kniff, and uh, they just started like doing they've been doing like improv for like 20 years on Monday nights now. They have like some of the best improv comedy you'll see on a monday night five dollars you come in you can't beat it like it's it's always the home team's hilarious um but they so they have like that space and they have like the space across the street which is ant hall and they have like ghost light bar there and then also the independent comedy club so ant hall itself like a big stage they have they have a lot of productions there uh 
Oh, okay. I didn't realize it went, it went that deep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I don't even know what your question was. You just asked okay. who's advice. <laughs> I thought it was just some, I thought it was more some local guys that got together. I didn't realize it had. It it's been, well, like it's been around. Time. Okay, yeah, I'll just tell you the history, I guess. Yeah, so it's been around for like 20, 25 years, but it's recently grown, I would say the last like three years, like a lot. Like, because it started off as like a purple house small improv community. Now they're doing music and other, they're like allowing, there's, it's giving stage time to other art artists and journalism and like, you know, so they have classes. They have, I would really, you know, I would give advice anybody to take an improv class, get out of your comfort zone. I know a lot of people feel uncomfortable talking and like acting weird in front of people, but it's like therapeutic. It's so good for you. It's good for your ego. It's good for your soul. Do you do stand up like type stuff? I've uh, I, so I've never actually done stand up. I I do want to do stand up, but all these things take time. Like I don't want to just do stand up. You know, okay. and, like I want to do. If I'm going to do something, I want to do it good. Uh, which is an excuse too, because I just need to probably go on an open mic. But I need to set a date and do it. Uh, but I do improv. I've done. I haven't done it like in a couple months. I need to. I was actually with teaching and coaching. Yeah. Uh. As soon as I, I plan on hopefully getting the travel band back together, which is my uh, improv troupe, okay, uh, and doing some performances hopefully this summertime. Uh, uh, but yeah, so improv is just like you get suggestions and then you just make scenes and idea. Hopefully they're funny. They don't have <laughs> to be funny, but hopefully they are. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's a good practice. Uh, okay. It's actually something I'm trying to get into Lincoln Park High School. Like oh, okay. another plug, Detroit Creativity Project, which is. Uh, Ran by Mark Evan Jackson. Do you know who that is? No, I don't. He's on uh, The Good Place. I don't know. We don't watch TV, so like, but he's on like The Good Place. Uh, he's on uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, but he's he's been on like on a bunch of stuff or whatever. And uh, but he runs this nonprofit called the Detroit Creativity Project. And I got him actually to come into Covenant House, they uh, taught, they did uh, improv classes there for the school kids there. They try to help, like, uh, you know, Detroit schools that uh, are, especially if they're, like, lacking, like, some type of drama or theater-type classes and stuff like that. But I'm trying to get them to come into Lincoln Park. I I feel like my dream is to have every high school teaching improv and like having like a state you know a state championship every year of like improv and stuff like that like they did they do that in canada already and like there's so much research that shows the benefits of like anybody doctor like everybody benefits from improv Mm -hmm. like and i think at a time now it's probably more crucial than ever that people take an improv class or go take it like because i don't think people have the patience enough to take like a go do meditate or something for a few hours or something. But I think improv is a good, get your, get away from your phone, be in the moment. And we're going to have a fun, like with nothing, we don't even need anything. We just create stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. I had no idea. I had no idea they did that in Canada. That would, that would be cool to see. Well, we do it here. That's what that's what Planet Ant does. Well, like, I mean, you're talking about the level of like oh, of yeah, yeah. Com- I, yeah. national competition. And yeah. Such. Well, we have some great, but we have some like people here. Cause, uh, you know, second city. Yeah. Well, they used to be downtown. Yep. Well, when they left or whatever, uh, they went to like Novi then. I think it was Novi. And then they left there, and a lot of the people there split up. And they now like go are between like Go Comedy and like Planet Ant Theater. And now there's another improv community theater. Uh, what's in Ann Arbor? The Pointless Brewery, I think it's the name. If I'm accident, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not sure. I haven't. Uh, that'd be cool. I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know that existed. So I think it's getting bigger. We just need to get into the high schools. I think and make it bigger. It'd be. I think it'd be awesome. Um, 
it's just yeah it's just so many benefits for everybody and like i said the, in an age with like technology and people are less social and stuff like that we need to work on social interactions mm-hmm. there's so much research that shows like it works especially with like emotional impairment students and stuff like that because a lot of it's just like all right you're mad why are you mad you know they'll act you know kind of like act this out like why would you you're working with your emotions that okay you know instead of just trying to like hide them or not understanding them mm-hmm. so a lot of emotional intelligence that could probably be gets taught i guess i would say um from improv one of the i hate to change the subject Jenny, no but I, one of the things i really enjoy are um like storytelling podcasts yeah okay i don't know if you listen to any of that like um like risk or uh, no. snap, snap judgment no nope. um there's a few others okay uh there's uh shannon case i don't know if you if, uh he He's from the area. He lived in Chicago for a while. Okay. Now, now he's back living in Lincoln Park. He's actually running a uh, like a storytelling event uh, once a month in Wyandotte. Okay. It's um it's every fourth Friday, every fourth Thursday of the month. It's upstairs at the art gallery. Okay. Is there like usually like a topic every month or something? Or? Yeah, they'll have a topic. They normally they don't force people to stick to that topic, but they'll have a. Uh, okay. Yeah, you could go up there. Yeah, but it's yeah makes sense. Um, and where's that? That where's it at? Uh, that's at the. Uh, Edge, I can't forget the name of the. It's at the, the art gallery on Biddle. Okay. I can't. I can't think of the name of it. I'm trying to. I would like to bring more stuff like this downriver. I would love to see. Yeah, I would love you to podcast like improv. That's what I'm saying. Like and like working with the Detroit Creativity Project. I'm trying to get them. Like that's what they were saying. Like we, you know, we don't. We would like to have a presence downriver, kind of like. And I would like to bring. I don't know. There is a. Um, in fact, speaking of the art gallery, one of the owners, Jeremy. Uh, I can't think of his last name offhand. He um, he just he's running a a podcast studio down there. Okay. Down in that same area, they just I want to say just opened up a couple of months ago. Really. Yeah, and I think it's opened. Oh uh, yeah, because I think I have seen like a couple of News Herald articles or something maybe yeah. about some like podcasts opening up and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, we're taking submissions here too. Like uh, we're trying. Uh, uh, you know. We have, like I said, a few podcasts, and then we have like what's called like the incubator. So, like, if you have like an idea for a show, but you're not like totally sure, but you want to try something out, you could do what's called like if we select you, like you submit your idea, and then you can do like six episodes. You do six, you record six episodes, and then we kind of like release them all, like maybe at like one time or like maybe one a day for like six days consecutively or something like that. Okay. And then like sometimes you know maybe that's all you need, and then there's something. You know, or if it's like something you really enjoyed doing and the show, everybody liked it, like, hey, let's do this a long term thing or something like that. So, yeah. yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd love, I'd love this. I'd love to see more more creative stuff happening down that way. Right. It's it seems like everything is so so meat and potatoes down river. You know, it's oh my gosh, right? I'd love to you know, be nice to see stuff more more shows and more theater type stuff like that. Yeah, and maybe maybe that would lead to more. More music, you know, yeah, just more of a sense of community, like celebration, yeah. and like having fun. Like we need to all like be together, mm-hmm. not so divided sometimes. Yeah, just in in terms of you know, I mean, in terms of in, entertainment, even down there, it's like you know, it's really it's hard to find things to do. Yeah, you, know, you got your movie theaters, and then it's but like I think it's going to get like so we went like we went with technology, like it like took some industries out and stuff like that. I think it's like a reorganizing them now. Like okay, now we need more stuff like you're like that's what kind of Hamtramck became like. Well, there's a lot of like bars around here that had like play a lot of music and stuff like that but like it's just like a a platform for artists and like shows to create and that'll inspire others and like the, like you got to start somewhere i don't yeah. feel like there's like any there is not that necessarily i don't know that grassroots 
type of creativity platform available that's yeah. organized. It takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. What Darren Shelton does around here, who's the director uh, of like all of Planet Ant, like it's all he's. I've seen him like cause I was here at the beginning, like of when he got picked the director, and like the guy puts on a lot of work of making this all happen, and he also like does a lot of construction, like of the like he does the work himself oh, too. Wow. <laughs> yeah, of running all these different places. That's like, awesome. Yeah. Um, so it's inspiring to watch, like, I got to watch what, you know, how they kind of did it, you know, and you get to, you know, to see that, like, you know, what's possible. I don't know, just to watch all these other, in the improv community is definitely the most positive communities you could be a part of. Like, you could say an idea and they're like, yeah, go do that. Instead of like, I don't know, like a lot of people are just like, no, that's stupid. Or Mm -hmm. it makes people afraid to say anything Yeah, when you're afraid it's like someone thinks your idea is stupid or something like that. So. Yeah, that definitely need that definitely need something like that that to foster ideas and uh yeah. The positivity. Mm-hmm. Cuz I feel like that's another thing about like the technology it's so negative. Like you cuz like if you focus on the negative it's easy to find. That's the thing. It's so e- easy for people, you know, to hide behind a keyboard and Yeah. Oh yeah. Nasty, say nasty stuff, you know, and say stupidity and then all that. And it's you, you know, you hate to see it, but I I mean I I guess there's no way to I don't know where to stop it. I guess you know the kids just need to, like you said, just find some find some kind of positive, find something to do. You know, yeah. something and on a positive level. Well, I think parents got to be parents. That too. We know. got to like take the technology away a little bit and make them again organize and create community events and get kids together, and making them play outside. Like, I don't know, just sitting around playing video games or, like, even like. It's one thing to play, I don't know, like, it's cool to play tribal sports and stuff like that, but it was also cool to, like, go hang out with your kids in your neighborhood outside mm-hmm. and stuff like that and go play a game just for fun. Yeah, that you, you just don't see that anymore. Yeah. You don't, I mean, I, I don't, the last, maybe, probably within about 10 years now, it seems like that's just completely gone. You don't see the kids out there playing pickup games. Yeah. You might see a, ki- ki- a few playing, like, you know, on, on a garage hoop or something here and there, yeah. shooting around, but you don't see, the like, the big pickup games in the park. You know the basketball, baseball, oh, yeah. you know, flag football, whatever. Everything. It's like you said, it's either travel, or you know, with the school, or they're inside playing video games. Yeah. Which I hear is a big, I guess, is a, a big problem. The, yeah. The oh yeah, it's definitely. Games. Oh yeah, my gosh, like it, it's ruining some kids' lives. Uh, you could tell. Like you could tell this kid's been up all night playing video games, uh, and like it's 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 hard to watch. I try to tell him. I just like, dude, you need to do something else. Like, I just tell him. I don't know what else to tell, tell you. Like, you should not be playing video. I'm telling you right now, stop playing video games. <laughs> like, I don't. Like, you cannot let it control your life. Yeah, I just I personally. I mean, my. I don't. I know things are different. Other technology is different. I mean, for me, after a while, I just got bored of it. Yeah, I, I love I, Nintendo and all. Yeah, that, same but. here. I hope that's what happens. But like, at what to what point? Like, sooner the better. Like, get over it. Yeah. You know. But like the same with you, I I love playing video games. I I would go in my spurts though, like a little bit. Like mm. th- I'd go through certain points where I just play like a bunch of video games, and I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm gonna yeah. go. Yeah. But like video games at a point also, I think made me who I was, kind of too. Like playing and beating a difficult game that took a lot of work and strategy, I think mentally made me better at things. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think there are some pros from video games. Yeah, Don't get me there are, wrong. There are, yeah, the hand-eye coordination and stuff. Yeah. Much, yeah. And it, I play every once in a while. It's okay, but like, don't let it be something you think about all day. And that's 
you know. What I don't get are the people who who watch who watch people play video games. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, believe me, that's something I I can't do. Yeah. I can't see how that's it's a huge thing I guess and I don't so that's like what's happening yeah it's like people like watching other people do things I don't know <laughs> yeah but the, 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 yeah it's it's crazy so like I sometimes like it's kind of like that uh what's that one show like theater 3000 or whatever like watching people like oh, watch a movie yeah. or whatever and like the, like commenting on the movie yeah that type of thing yeah I forget the name of that but I know what you're talking about yeah <laughs> uh that was that was a boring show to me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I yeah, I agree. I think it could be done better, but yeah, I, when I was younger, I didn't I didn't care for it personally. But that's what it, yeah. But but it's a and more of an extreme level of that now. But yeah, like so, they like watching yeah people play. I've thought about that. I've thought about because I used to be really good at NHL. And I'm like, I wonder if I like I could be a personality. Like I could like I'm good at this game. I could create a personality. Like. I mean, I, I couldn't stand watching other people. If I wasn't playing, yeah. I could not stand yeah. sitting there watching somebody Oh, my else. gosh. Yeah, that was frustrating. Like, so my mom ran a daycare. So we always had, like, the best video game systems oh, okay. and stuff like that. <laughs> but, like, I would somehow convince the other kids to, like, watch me because I was, like, I don't know, like, yeah, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm, like I'd do anything I could. And then when it wasn't my time, I was out of there. I was, yeah. like, going to play. I was playing hockey or something else. If it wasn't my turn to play or I wasn't able to play, like, I'm, <laughs> I am not watching other people play. So... I get that, yeah. I don't know. A generational thing, I guess. Yeah, there was um, some one of the girls uh, I was following on Twitter, one of the high school, one of the athletes, she was talking about how she paid, like, some, I forgot how much, she, she paid, like, to subscribe to something so she could watch her boyfriend play, play some Twitch? video game. I'm not sure what it was. Probably something like that. It's like, you're paying for yeah, this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different world out there, brother. It's so different. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> like you said, so I, I, I know, because, again, with the whole technology growing up through it or with it, is an interesting perspective, because, like, mm-hmm. I can only imagine what we're going to see in, like, 30 years or something yeah. like that. Like, what... Uh, we're. We're gonna be cyborgs, like we're gonna be like Terminator <laughs> style. Like, what the heck is gonna happen? Yeah, I think, I I think things will just keep expanding. I think like your Facebook and all that. Eventually, it's all gonna be rolled into one. I think we're gonna look back on the term social media and laugh at it. I think it's all gonna be just, it's gonna be integrated into our lives so much that I think it's just going to be... Is there going to be a fight against it at all? I don't think so. I think it's going to be all one one conglomerate. You know, and, oh, man. And then the next thing above that will we'll come in and, and take over, whatever that'll be. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, you always got to, like, worry, like, is my job going to be taken? And like, But that's why you got to be, like... I think it's cutting all the bullcrap people out, like... Uh, technology is going to at first like you like you said it could do like simple stories and stuff like that mm-hmm. but like you're going to need people who are like more in depth research full stories good articles that people are going to mm-hmm. want to read now yeah that's like going back to like with ki- uh, recommendations for kids you know some keep people people getting out of the college i would say you know to be learn as much as you can yeah learn photography learn video yeah you know learn different aspects of writing yep look in you know consider you know covering different things and like i've tried a little different things i, I did a little bit of like satire and then which I, I wasn't very good at but, but that's good though you yeah. what you got to do those things just to kind of figure out and it's good to humble yourselves a lot mm-hmm. of people like i was saying before is like they want to like do things that they're already good at mm-hmm. 
And like, so they'll just keep doing those things the rest of their lives. But like, then they don't ever like do anything that they're not good at. They don't know what to remember feels like. It's right. good to remember what it feels like to not, to be the worst. So sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. what does it feel like to be like that? Sometimes we forget. Like, yeah, like, like satire was fun. It was just, I just, I'm not that, I'm not a comedian type of a, type of a person to begin with. And it's, and there's, there's that fine, there's such a fine line between funny and tacky. Yeah, that, you know, I would just have to rewrite, rewrite, rewrite to finally get it to where I wanted, and it just wasn't worth it. Was it worth the time I was spending into it? That's probably why you'd probably be somebody that would be perfect for improv, like just to kind of get you to on your toes a little bit better, just and accept it, you know, a little. I don't know. Like I said, improv would be better for anybody. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be interested to to check it out one day to see what it see what it's like. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's, like, workshops and stuff like that even. I, I think even, like, companies should, like, do and stuff for their employees. Anybody who could get better at, like, socializing. Mm-hmm. And it's fun. Like, I don't know. There's, there's no negatives out of it. So that's why I'm so so uh, positive about it. When did you get involved in it? Improv? Yeah. Uh, Adam Darren. You remember Adam, right? Yeah. Uh, him and a friend, Justin Fielder. Uh, okay. We all started at Go Comedy. Uh, taking classes probably like five years ago or okay. something like that, four years ago. I don't know how long it's been now. It's kind of like, uh, you know, we like Saturday Night Live and we like comedians and stuff, Chris Farley and Will Farrell, whoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, try it out, be fun. And I something I kind of just stuck with. They kind of dropped out. Uh, I just I finished the program there. And then it was funny that I found out about, I, I did the writing, sketch writing program. Okay. So like, again, I used to hate writing, but like, I was so bad when I started that writing class. So bad. Like if I were to like show you my first sketch, it's like, it's like two homeless guys said, hey, how are you? Like, what's going on? Like, don't do that. That's got <laughs> to be tough. That's got to be. A, what? What's got to be sketch tough? Sketch writing. That's no gotta, way. It's great, dude. You it? can do it. It's something I would definitely recommend doing. Like, yeah, if I, I if I could do it, anybody could do it. And then you know, you, it's like it's shots on goal. You know, you throw ten, you hopefully get one decent one out of there. And every once in a while, you get a real nice, good piece. You know, because like you watch SNL sometimes, you know, and it's like there's some great sketches. Oh yeah, everybody talks about those and remembers those forever. And then there's others where it's just like it, it starts out okay, and then it yeah. just like glad there was one like the I don't know if you watched last night. The, I did not. Oh, okay, the, the lead sketch. I'm actually, I'm not sure if it was live or not. But oh. <laughs> if it, w- whatever, the lead sketch, it just yeah. like completely died. Yeah. About three quarters of the way in. It just, oh, yeah. It just flopped, and I was like, oh. I mean, man. it is, yeah, yeah. But it they're supposed to be like at a spotlight. Like, they're supposed yeah. to be the best of the best, yeah. you know? So yeah. it's hard. It's hard because, uh, so they do Thursday night. I don't know if they're ending their run or if they're going to bring it back or what. But uh, they would do Thursday night live over there, which was like a, they would do some live comedy sketch. They would have improv. They might have like a stand up and stuff like that. It'd be like five bucks at Ant Hall. Okay. Uh, but it's you know like that coming up with material week in week out, getting it rehearsed, uh, like that's a it's a it's a big thing. But it's one thing also when it's your full time job too. Yeah, I don't think people understand right, the, all the work that goes into that. Oh my gosh, it's all so much work. The writing and editing alone, and then like the sets and scenes and costumes. And, Oh yeah, there's so much work. Yeah. That's why, like, yeah, like you said, people don't know about that, and sometimes they need to like be. That's why I want people like I don't think everybody knows about like things about sports journalism for themselves or not. But like, I think that's why everybody like that's <laughs> that everybody's getting into it because they're like, well, I don't think I could do that, or, um, but you can. It mm-hmm. just it takes yeah. work. Yeah, yeah. You got to want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you uh, definitely. 
I think some people have gotten into it and they've realized. Some people that you know have, have told me that they, they found the write the writing process tedious. It you know, is. Which which yeah it can be yeah. It is, but okay. I don't know. You get better and it gets better. Like I don't know when you like when you can like block everything. I don't know. There's something meditative about like writing. Mm-hmm. When you get into it, I'm missing it right now. I'm just thinking about I'm like, man, I need to write more again because I haven't wrote much lately. It's even just like a journal or something like that. It's usually a good practice. A lot of kids don't even know how to write anymore, man. Like, like literally handwrite. Like they're so used to like being on their phones and like technology. Like, I think we're losing the art of handwriting. Yeah, that's, writing. that's kind of weird. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder where we're headed with that. I don't like it because I feel like there is like a, I know like my roommate Adam would be like the opposite. He's like, a, I mean, I get with him, like he's good, like taking notes on a computer and is very organized and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think they're pretty sure there's studies that show like having, like taking notes on a laptop are not as effective as, as handwriting them. I've heard that. Yeah. You know, I think there is something from the mind to the hand and like maybe it's a little bit slower or I don't know, but something to it that it you're able to remember a little bit better. I have heard that. Except I don't know. I don't know if I believe it or not. I I never liked look, keeping notes at the lab. See, that was one thing too. One interesting thing when I was when I first left college, um, you know, the internet had just kind of exploded. Yeah. People were just just seeing people walking around with laptops. Yeah. When I went back in, uh, to Wayne State, and I think it was like oh nine ten whatever it was, everybody had a laptop. That was everybody had a laptop out in front of them by that yeah. point, and. And it, it was a different world to me at that. It was, it was just. To, that to, is a crazy world. That, yeah, you know, to, to see that transpire like slowly, just like, oh my gosh. And now now it's gone to a phone. <laughs> yeah. Everybody had a laptop phone. Now everybody just do it through the phone. Yeah, I kind of saw that evolve too. As I, when my, my first time around in college, when, you know, when I started, I think cell phones existed, but they were those big, bulky things. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that were. Probably, you had to be rich. Yeah, you had to be rich to <laughs> And then by the end, by by the end, it was just everybody be walking around campus on their phone. I think that's why like older people are like, you guys have a freaking iPhone. Like you have no idea what you have, even in that one tool compared to what we had. Yeah. Like school should be easy. All yeah. the answers are on it. It's still, it's still, <laughs> it's still amazing to me. You know, that, yeah. Right. That I don't think kids appreciate it sometimes because again, they were just like bored with it. It's like. Yeah, we have the internet. Okay, some guy built it a long time ago. <laughs> I, mean, I know it's been a while now, but MP3s to me are still amazing. <laughs> right? It's still amazing that you can put thousands of songs on yeah. something. I was thinking about the original iPod. I was like, oh, yeah, these kids don't even know what an original iPod is. Like, what that did, like, when that came out, like, oh, my God, what? I get every song, basically, of the world, like, on this, to me, on this thing? Yeah, that that's still amazing to me, you know, because I, I had to deal with, when I grew growing up, I had cassettes yeah. to start. yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Adam would always be, like, first with, like, technology. He used to work at Best Buy, so he could oh, discounts. Yeah. He always right. would, ha- and he just loves technology. He's always, like, up to date. <laughs> and, uh, but, like, yeah, he'd have his iPod and have every song. And, like, you go to a party or something, plug that bad boy <laughs> in, like, get it going, like, every time. Like, it was great. Yeah. It's it's still, like I said, it's amazing to me. Because, I mean, I, I caught, I actually caught the very end of, like, records. I actually had a few. Okay. That was I was I was little you know young. So that like that now that's coming back right or it did come back. I don't know if it's going away now. You keep keep hearing about vinyl coming back. Then then they say it's just a you know just a niche and I I don't know what to think. I I don't see it coming back on on a a grand scale. All right, I think it'll just be uh, 
you know, maybe they could always be there. Just, I'll just call it like some like hipsterish thing. That's what it is. But I kids, think. I guess kids now don't even like use hipster. Like hipster is like not even a cool word anymore to use now. So I'm afraid to use hipster. <laughs> 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 like, oh my gosh, what is that word, hipster? It's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, that was. I think that started about. 10, 10, 12 years ago, I started hearing people use the word hipster. Now it's re- run its course. Re- for, yeah, so now I, it's think, over. I think it's more than run its course. Yeah, <laughs> at least to the to the younger generation, anyway. Yeah, what does that even mean anymore? Yeah. Were you ever a hipster? No, I was. Uh, growing up, I was like in high school. I was more. Uh, I was really into metal. But I wasn't. Yeah. Really, I wasn't really like a true burnout or anything. I mean, I tried growing my hair long. <laughs> <laughs> it just didn't work. I just it just had a really bad mullet. <laughs> And, but do you go see concerts now? Yeah, actually, I went to see Slayer on uh, this past this past week. Oh yeah, I've yeah, ever seen. I saw some Facebook posts of people like talk, talking about. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, I still love the. I, I I always love that just the heavy aggressive into, you know, music, the thrash metal. Yeah, I don't not too into the newer stuff, but still like I said, a lot of the, the older stuff, Slayer, Megadeth, like the old Metallica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anthrax stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, we might go like see some. Kim's been talking about <laughs> Bob Seger coming. And, okay. uh, she wants to go see Bob Seger. Like, uh, <laughs> so we'll probably go see Bob Seger okay. this summer after uh, after I get out. Okay. Uh, well, I think June Fourteenth is our last day or something. That, nobody's counting or anything like that except all of us teachers. That's the last day of school. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> wow. Especially goes. You guys go that long. Yeah, I think that's what finals are. Yeah, June Fourteenth. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I thought you got out before that. Wow. No, baseball's over a little bit before that, but well, that's I think that's when the state championship is. Oh, okay. I think it's that weekend. Well, so, seniors are done next week or this week coming up. Oh, okay. But I don't have any seniors. I have like all. If you're a senior in my class, that's not a good thing because I have all for, I'm ninth and tenth grade classes. Do you teach social studies? Uh, I, I do. Okay. Uh, U.S. history and uh, also world history. Okay. Yep. First time doing that. Like, so I I got a history degree, but like. When I worked in Detroit, like, I just did a lot of math or whatever, like, basically. Every student needs help with math. Like, they're so far behind, oh, you know, man. like, simple addition and subtraction, multiplication tables, like, yeah. need to be worked on, you know. A lot of, like, one-on-one and small group interventions need to be done, basically. There's just not enough people to do it or enter, like, it takes a lot. Because when you're talking about kids, like, so far behind already, to catch them back up to where they need to be and then also, like, it's just, it's a lot of work. What was the success rate of something like that? Did you were there a lot of kids that succeeded, or a lot of them just disappeared? How do you measure that? Well, I I know, but that I mean, like especially at a school like that, like did you see a lot of kids you know progress that came in? You know, maybe maybe they didn't know their multiplication multiplication tables, but by the end of it were relatively- oh no, <laughs> I, I, you didn't you couldn't work on that stuff because that's what I'm saying. Like the work, the amount of work that needs to be done to re. Because they're trying to get their high school diplomas too, so like there's state got regulations that like they have to like okay now you got to do this algebra even though we you don't know your addition and subtraction oh, and you got to do <laughs> this math like this is what the state says algebra two oh man right so we're trying to teach those kids like they're trying to focus on like learning the steps and using a calculator and how to do that stuff rather than like working with money and yeah just how do you. How do you even do that? I mean, because that's your, 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 that's your foundation is, you know, you're like, you're <laughs> <laughs> I thought you worked with high school kids. Like, you no, know, this is what, yeah, this is, it's, it's, yeah. Uh, working in Detroit was, yeah, it's crazy, man. Um, so 
did I see successes that way? No. But I saw successes and life changes that I hope lead to a better life than what the path that was like. That's what I judge the whole success on. It's like, all right, does this kid see better or worse from us being with us? Because he was down a bad path maybe possibly before or whatever. So some of these guys just need kindness kindness and love and obviously some discipline and stuff like that um, and direction. Some, but like a lot of them just have like trust issues. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if you're when you're on the streets, like you've been probably, you know, someone's done something to you a couple times that you know even your parents sometimes. Yeah. You know who do you trust? So you're gonna have like a hard shell and stuff, and you gotta take some time to like break down these barriers. Do you know? Uh, do you cover Wayne Memorial? No. Uh, shout out to Jarvis Mitchell, uh, Wayne Memorials. Uh, he coaches, he, I work with him at, or I did work with him at Covenant House, but he coaches the girls basketball team out there. Uh, and they've been doing really good oh, lately. Okay, yeah. And, uh, he's been sending a lot of girls to like, you know, to yeah. D1 schools and stuff okay. like that. Like he's really turned that program around. So shout out to him. Um, you know, and like just knowing people like that inspire me though, to like want to go be better and do better. Cause like. Seeing it done shows you like a blueprint, basically. So, and you know, this is what you're allowing me to do. You coming here is like giving a blueprint to hopefully maybe I can get some ideas of starting a sports journalism club personally, or if you want to join it, you know, or whatever, maybe find somebody else who wants to start it up. Because there are some high school teachers actually that probably listen to this, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but we don't know. You know, that's the thing. Like, teachers are expected to know everything almost. Like, <laughs> you know, like, it's a crazy world out there. Yeah. And teaching's hard. Like, <laughs> I, I couldn't do it. I mean, my hat's off to all you guys in, in, in the classroom day after day. I mean, I know. One of the big things I hear from teachers or from people who, um, who you know, have left other fields that went into teaching yeah. is that you don't have that, uh, you know, you can't step away. You know, you're, you yeah. have to always be on yeah. know, while the kids are there. Oh, yeah. Like you have a rough moment or something as, a, oh, yeah. you know, an architect or something. You can step away and go into yeah. the, for a few minutes, get a coffee or something. Yeah. Or just, you know, just you sometimes, can't, yeah. You can't leave the kids. You know, you got to yep. You gotta always be on yep. for that yep. hour of class or 45 minutes. I don't know how, how that works. Yeah, out, it's like 57 minutes. Yeah, that changed yeah, a few times. There's, exactly. They're always trying to change. So let's, get, let's look at data and do this and do that. They're so quick to make changes. and That could be a long 57 minutes, I think. If uh, Oh, yeah. With, depending on depending on the class and depending oh, on yeah. the kids and... It depends on the teacher. Like, you got to have structure in your class. You got to be a good teacher. And if you're not a good teacher, it only hurts yourself. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're not, if you don't have the kids listening and doing what they're supposed to be doing and structure, like, uh, you're going to stress yourself out, man. You're going to tell, you're going to like, you're going to age quickly. Like, you know, I've learned a lot. Like, teaching has let me do it for, gosh, like eight years now. It's crazy. But it's something I've always wanted to do. And I had a very good teacher in my mom. Uh, She ran a daycare. So, like, I get my personal like ability, emotional intelligence just from her. And like, like just how she was able to create a structure, positivity, but also like some accountability on kids too. Like you can't be a brat. You can't hit, you can't be, you know what I'm saying? Just yeah. like certain rules. Like you can go over there and pout, but you can't be mean or anything like that. So I think this is basic life. Like that's, so I'm just real with kids. You know what I'm saying? Like don't do that. Cause it's, we don't have the backing of the parents as much anymore. That's yeah. See, that that's a weird thing to me. It's like every old. I know. I know. Well, I know the generation before me. You know, my parents talked about, you know, how bad it was. Whereas, 
you know, their parents would take the word of the teacher no, no matter yeah. what. Maybe some know? teachers ruined that for people, you know what I'm saying, where they mistreated their kids, and now those kids are like, yeah, maybe, I don't know. And I think there was that there was that push away from that. Because my parents were, were pretty good about that. If, if they thought, you know, my sister and I were being mistreated, you know, they would they would stand yep, up for yep, us. Yep. But they didn't go in there and yelling at the teacher every ten, you know, every day either. No. Threatening, like, the kind of crap I hear now yeah. going on. You know. Like, yeah, it's so it's a tricky thing. I don't know as a teacher right now to like how to. It's a lot of responsibility, so now knowing this information, like you got to like approach it differently than an old school teacher would be. So I mean, I I I don't disagree that maybe there was too much power in teachers' hands or something. Some were disrespectful or something like that. Not yeah, saying that. I think that I think it did happen. Uh, yeah, it probably did happen. I've seen teachers. I, mean, I remember in high school that weren't for for much or whatever. You know, they yeah. just came and got a paycheck basically yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Well, is that on, I think that's part of, like, the structural issues. Like, we we should be paying teachers more and stuff like that. Like, get people who want to be there and have, you know, so that's a whole, I think that's a deeper yeah. into the whole, do we actually care about education and what yeah, are we trying to that, do? Uh, this anti-education backlash right now scares me. Yeah. This scares me to death. <laughs> we definitely need education. Yeah. We definitely need education. Um. We just need to figure it out. Like, how do we get it into the community and just, again, be more of a community? I think we're so getting torn apart. We're so in our social media or whatever it's called now or whatever it's going to be called in the future. But, like, Mm -hmm. their identity and trying to, like, give off this persona when it's not, like, real life. I don't know. That's what scares me. Yeah, that that's I, – I don't know what to think about that. I've thought about that a lot. I don't really know what, you know – Everyone's like living, it's like almost everyone's living in the spotlight now. In a way, yeah. They're trying to at least, but everything's out there now and everybody yeah. knows everything. You can find, you know, so you got to be careful what you post or like, it's out there forever now. Yeah, that that's weird to me too, you know, that that people are that people are so willing to put stuff out there. I'm I'm not. Well, I, think I well, yeah. I, well, you're we're a little bit you're you're older than I am, but like you get more reserved probably a little bit as you you know get older and stuff like that. And especially when you're well in your profession too. I'm sure it definitely plays an influence on it. Like I'm a comic and a teacher, so it's kind of hard sometimes, you know, like to be. I just try to be real, like just be honest. Like if something, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think I I'm like see anything too disrespectful or anything like that or whatever you know every time as every comic every once in a while says a joke that tries to be funny that just misses and it's wrong so but i think you know that's just try to find out you know yourself like comedy's hard <laughs> comedy is hard yeah i couldn't imagine that's got to be really difficult i mean i just how, how much time do you spend like preparing jokes and that for like a for like a standup routine. Oh man, uh, well I've I haven't done it yet. I've actually written stuff. I've never performed oh, it or okay. whatever personally, but I mean that that should take a lot. I don't know, a long time. Like you're right. It's the, well, there's so much standup so different now. It's, it's a lot of it can be like it depends what you want to do. Do you want to do like joke and zinger? You know, like joke here, joke there. Or do you want to tell a story? Like mm-hmm. you got to you got to be a little bit of creative. Is it like a character almost a little bit that's doing it? Because those guys do it, the good ones do it so well, you know, you don't even think about, you know, them rehearsing it. Oh, you, man. It just feels so off the cuff. Yeah. Oh, know? yeah. But they they do. Like, if you ever listen to, like, Joe Rogan talking to comics and stuff like that, like, they're at the Comedy Cellar or whatever they talk about. Like, they, they've put it in front of a live audience so many times, and they've rehearsed it, and they edit it. Like, it, there's so much work that gets... But that's why I... 
I, if I want to do it, like I need to like plan a project and like work out, like give it 60 days or something like that and just go like go full force into it and try it out uh, and see where I go at. But I, I'm, I'm trying to do like with teaching and then like I want to write a movie. So I wrote like a softball script that I'm working on and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just a comedy script. Okay. Uh, so I write comedy. Like I wrote a show. We wrote a show at Planet App. I, like writing's so much fun. Like I didn't know. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just trying to avoid it. Has that has that aired yet? Then you said the what? The movie. You said they did a movie or did a. Oh no! I'm I'm in the process of like oh, writing. I got like okay. like 15 pages right there or oh, something okay. like that. <laughs> Uh, but that's one of my projects. Like, so like, I don't want to like put too much, you know, also doing this, like mm. you got to like worry about like putting too much on your plate too. Cause yeah. then you can't really give the time and energy, mm-hmm. you know, like this is taking a lot of time and energy throughout my week and stuff like that. I mean, this mm-hmm. is my, all my day Sunday. I'm usually, I got to like book people, you know, like, so I'm not getting paid for this, but I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Like it's, again, it's a good way to like get away from like technology and stuff and really to like. I'm interested. Like, I'm curious. Like, how does this get, how does someone get started up into journalism? Especially because, like, I like knowing this information mm-hmm. for being a high school teacher and, like, like okay, hey, if you're interested in this, start doing this or reach out, you know, like getting contacts and, you know, not, you know, just not, an understanding mm-hmm. of these things helps me teach kids. Like, because it's almost what's needed now is like people to pass on uh, all this different information or how to, like, be resourceful. Mm-hmm. All the information's out there these days. It's how to like gather the right information, though, I guess. I think going back to what you said about context, I think that's a huge thing in, in yeah. journalism, is getting out there and getting just getting to know people, getting you know, getting your name out there. Yeah. You know, if if even if even if you're just starting out, you know, you might make an impression on somebody somewhere down the line. Yeah. And, and like I know somebody who doesn't have a journalism degree. Who did that? He just he kept pushing. Yep. Got out there, did different stuff. Now yeah. and now he's got a full time gig. You never know who is watching or might be able to help you out. Like that's what I tell kids. Like I, I'm like I have no enemies. Like I want no enemies. Like I want everybody to be my friend. I never know who I might need. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like don't be disrespectful to the Jan. Like you never know when you're gonna need somebody. Right. Right. Why put that bad karma out there? Mm-hmm. Isn't that like what happened to like uh, Spider Man or something movie <laughs> or whatever? So he like. Is that what happened? The, is that the the uh, the old Spider-Man movie I think was from like 2004 or something. Did he like the guy who killed his grandmother or something like that? He could have stopped before. I, uh, I don't remember. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I met, made that Sorry. up. Maybe that's my own story that I'm writing. Also, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, point is, don't put like bad karma out there. Yeah. Don't put like don't start stuff with people for like no reason or whatever. Yeah, definitely. That that's a big thing. Yeah. Like, I love sports. I love competitiveness, but, like, keep it within the realm of, like, being respectful and within the game mm-hmm. and stuff like that, you know? Right. Like, I love a good game, man. I love, like, something you work, you know, a championship means, like, you work hard towards that, like, as a a group, especially, like, a group team. Like, to start off somewhere and, like, to see that ending come together like that, you know, sometimes it's meant to be, you know, you were, like, always the top team, but sometimes it was, like, a team that kind of, like, formed itself throughout the year. I can imagine those those feel really good. Yeah. Like, yeah, definitely. It, it's it's fun to see, you know, for, for my for my position too, to be able to watch a team that you know struggled in the first half, the first yeah. half of a season, but then picked it up. Or I mean, what, what's really cool to see is a team you know that that struggles all year, but they never give up. Yeah. You know, right. Like um, there was a hockey team a couple years ago that was uh, I 
I can't remember who it was, but I mean they were they struggled, but you know they never they they you know they kept go, getting out there and playing. Yeah, you know, and you're always that's always good to see. Yeah, you know, that they're not they're not quitting because it's so easy to quit. In yeah, that kind of a situation. Oh yeah, I felt like uh, I was a guy who would at least always go out there, no matter if we, our season's almost like down the drain. Like I wanted to go win every game, and I think that's something that needs to be taught again to these guys just for life. Like keep going. You got to keep pushing. Uh, that's, that's how you're going to be successful at anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a lot of uh, a, co- a lot of the coaches out there too. I mean, I, I, I you know give utmost credit to, to everybody you know who takes yeah. on a coach, even even the assistants or head coaches. Yeah. I mean, the amount of time that goes into that. Oh yeah. The, the, the amount of kids that you know what you're dealing with the egos of the kids. Oh yeah. The or the parents. You know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how to uh, like. It sucks as a coach. It sucks as like ump. Like I want to get an ump. Uh, my friend Brent Wedge, who actually umps or whatever, I want to get him on because uh, I know I've I've refed and umps or I never ump. I ref sports or whatever before, and it's a that's a hard job. Like no one loves. Everybody hates you. Everybody hates. You. Everybody just chirping at your ear, telling you how bad of a job you're doing and stuff like that. Um, but coaching is pretty hard too because you you can't please everybody. Someone's always going to be upset on you. You know, someone on the team wants more. Yeah. Um. And then you have decisions of, like, you know, a senior and a sophomore. The sophomore, you know, is playing better, but it's a good senior year. Like, yeah. you know. And then you got, you know, parents, like, a kid does something good, like, in a spot or something. And the parent, you'll hear the parent come over on purpose and, like, say stuff like, oh, that's why they need to play you more. Good hit. You know, maybe you do more of that if, you know, like, yeah. you know. And it puts a kid in a weird spot. Yeah. You know, because a kid, he knows. And it's like the but the parents like it's like come on man we we don't want to like put the kid in that situation like I understand where they're coming from but I wish you would also understand sometimes where the coach is coming from yeah I, I couldn't do it I, I couldn't I couldn't deal with the parents like that I think eventually I would snap on one of them Coach uh, Ambrose does a great job oh yeah he does he's a very calm patient guy because yeah. sometimes I he calms me down because I get heated I'm like what the what are these kids doing they need to you know mm-hmm. but also remember they are kids. Mm-hmm. And I remember some of the stuff that the kids in my high school were doing too. So, no different. Yeah, that's another thing. I I have to step back sometime and remember that you're just kids too. Yeah. And I get caught up sometimes, and you know, oh, this kid's doing you know this stat and that stat. And yeah, that he's also living his high school life. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. trying to like get some girl or something like you know yeah. they, they, you know whatever. Yeah, it's kind of weird, especially in football. You know. You're out there. They're out there grinding it out for two hours, doing yeah. all this stuff, and then you go up and you're talking to this you know, acne face. Yeah, yeah, sixteen like, year old uh, kid. Like, <laughs> wow, it, you know, it brings you back a little bit to which to what you're really dealing with. Yeah, uh, there's a reason why there's not like a ton of video out there, probably of you guys interviewing these kids, like you yeah. said, because it's probably not a ton of great footage. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of in, of, of, of video. It, it, of, you know, video interviews. They want us to do more of that, and I may have to in the future. But kids right need now. to be like coached more then, or something. There needs to be like some type of like structure for that, where like they like, hey, practice or something. Like you can't just like throw these kids. Yeah, like mm-hmm. all right, you're live or yeah. <laughs> we're on. Even the coaches, I'm not a big fan of doing video interviews. I just I don't see the point of it. Yeah. But like I said, I, at some point they may force us to start doing that. But. I guess then we'll see what happens. Yeah, you'll yeah <laughs> keep fighting the battle. <laughs> now, do you only coach baseball, or do you coach other sports? Uh, I'm only currently coaching baseball right now, so I don't know. That's a possibility. I thought about applying for the cross country job there. 
um, that opened up the boys, but I didn't. Uh, I'm going to try to bring improv, I think, to the school. Like, there's a couple other yeah. things I want to do. So we'll see okay. when the time comes around if they need something. But I wouldn't mind getting, like, maybe, like, a podcast club or improv club and all that kind of stuff maybe involved, too. Comedy, sports, sports stuff. I would love to get, like, a – I would love that sports teams have, like, a, a sports analyst, like, kids. Like, get kids that who would more look at data and, like – because there's a lot, like a lot of teams that are moving towards that type of, like baseball's a math game anymore, mm-hmm. and so you, there's a need for that. So if, you know, mm-hmm. just if you can create a class out of that or a club, like I said, to get these kids into that, it's something maybe they want to go in the future to. If they're really good at math, then they could profitize from it. Do you do you know Mark Stroya? He I, is a uh, he's an a ref umpire. No. He um he's also a teacher. He teaches at Taylor High. Okay. He was the old Truman. And he actually teaches a class in uh, refer- refereeing. Really? Yeah. I've been. I've actually been uh, meaning to do a story on him. I haven't had. A chance That'd be to great because that's a great way to get money for kids. Like, are well, are there still rec- recreational leagues and stuff like that of like sports? Like, because I know like Lincoln Park is Lincoln Park like rec soccer is still at Council Point. Uh, you know, I'm honestly not sure. I mean, I know there's still a little league in there. Yeah. But I don't that as far as that goes, I don't know. But I know like his. Um, like he teach he teaches like the basic skills and all that. Yeah. And then from what I understand, from that point they're ready to go on and you know and and then I think everybody should be a ref or a ump or something like be it. You need to be put in that situation because mm-hmm. it's so easy to like call someone an idiot or like judge somebody, but like you be put in the spot where everybody's watching. Again, no one's your friend. Like it, like if you make a bad call, like it's every call has a. A bad person and a good person, you know, from that call. Like, That's something I have to deal with too in my job. There's, yeah, there's yeah. times where I'll see a bad call and I'll get angry. Yeah. You know, like well, they just. Oh my gosh. This kid, you know, should have, you know, there's no way they just screwed up this whole game and whatever. And but this not professional level. They're high school. And then I have to sit back, and then I have to take time and think about it. And yeah. If it's re- there are times where if it's really really bad, I'll make. You know, I'll, I'll make note of it. I'll say, <laughs> usually what I'll say is both teams were frustrated with the officiating. Oh, okay. If you see that in one of my articles, that means Uh-oh, it was bad. That's good to know. Okay. But, Has any ums or refs ever, like, reached out to you? No. No. Do they even, they probably don't even read. Uh, I want right. some of them. Might. Some do? I think some Some of them. To do you ever point. interview them? I haven't, no. It'd be interesting to to get something from their perspective. Oh, yeah. I know um, we've done stuff on, uh, you know, the Junior League Junior League World Series. Oh yeah, Taylor, right? It comes to Taylor every year. Yep. Yeah, we've uh, talked to some of the umpires. Yeah. That, uh, that I need to do that. I need to get some that. of those guys maybe on. Get like a get a few ups on here. Give them a few beers or something. Just let them talk. Like, oh man. Do you know Dave Gorgon? No. Okay, he would be. He's one of the organizers. Um, one of the one of the main volunteers with that Junior League World Series. Okay. He might be an interesting person for you to have on. That'd be day. great. Yeah, because yeah, I know we get like we get people from all over the world, like yeah. and like they need people housing and like uh, I used to know people. Uh, I know Fielder, my buddy Fielder. He had somebody like somebody who ended up being like uh, a professional pitcher or whatever that stayed with him. Or yeah, like the oh. Steve Avery or something like that. Was, oh, okay. uh, yeah, back in the day, they he used to tell a story about like them going to the backyard and him like just throwing heat in the back. Like they would go, they wanted to go catch with them and stuff or whatever. Oh, okay. But this is before I ever anybody knew who he was. Uh, but yeah, that's a lot of fun, man. That's a lot of like brings a lot of cultures yeah, to this one area. Really, it's really cool that this area gets that. Yeah, because you know, I mean, you get there's kids from 
you know, China, Japan, uh, Europe, yeah. Uh, yeah. Australia. Yeah, all Canada, over. Yeah. All, all over the United States. It's an opportunity to bring them to Down River and yeah. the, this east side of Michigan, down southeast, and let them have an experience. Yeah, like, and it's cool to see there, you know, how they how, how they react. Yeah, they're like, oh, this is so cool, or this, or this is stupid, or... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because, uh, I mean, think about it, like your expectations. Uh, I can only imagine what people think America's going to be like. Mm-hmm. It's probably a lot more like not as cool. <laughs> well, they're, they're, I know like the team that comes from um, Taipei, uh, which is like um, China. I forget. Um, like Hong, that's like Hong Kong. I forget where it is. But anyways, that's a team that's won like six years in a row. Okay. And those kids are so respectful. Just yeah. Super, super respectful. I mean, you know, they, they, you never see them arguing or yeah. getting upset. You don't see them. Yeah. We yeah. got a young team, and they argue sometimes, and they get on each other. And the, they need to know, like, if you are going to do that, it needs to be, like, not in the open, in front of the other team. Like, don't oh, look yeah. stupid in front of her, You know, yeah, like, do it behind doors. You got to kind of, like, talk about that stuff. Yeah, that's bad news there. Yeah. You start, you start fight, in fighting in the dugout, and then yeah, 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 yeah. it's no good at all. Ah, <sighs> oh, man. I yeah, some of these kids just get up, so upset so easily. It's a game, first of all. Like I'm glad that you're, you're you want to win and stuff like that, but there's no need for crying and like mo like move on. Mm-hmm. Go to the next game. Let's go. We got a game to play. Like yeah, it's over. Yeah, I, I mean I, I do understand the passion. Yeah, know? and and you're out there. You're already out there and you're doing it. You know I understand the first you know, the frustration. But the emotion like doesn't help. You know, so that's, I guess, maybe that's where my frustration is, is like, all right, we, it is what it is, like, mm. we, as a coach, like, you got to move on. Right. Next yeah. play. Stop feeling bad for yourself. Stop over here soaking up energy, trying to draw attention to yourself when we should be focusing on the game up here. Yeah, that's I, just selfish. I think that's one thing for, one big thing, you guys, I think that's where you guys really come in. Yeah. You guys teach it that. You know, as, as a life skill, too. Yeah. Not just as. No, that's what I think a lot of this is, me, us trying to be mentors for these young kids, guys, and trying to help them kind of find their way and not judge too much, you know, mm-hmm. just, but try to, you know, understand where they're coming from, what, 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 because everybody's the way they are for a reason, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of times it's environmental and stuff like that. So just trying to figure out and just try to guide them, you know, to like making better decisions or some kids, some of these kids have really good home lives and just, you know, mean kids or bad kids for no reason or whatever. Yeah. Just, I don't know. But yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, but for the most part, it, it's there for a reason, and they just are don't know how to handle it. And if they can, if you can help them try to handle whatever the actual issue is and stuff, then you got like a lifelong friend. You got you got a soldier. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But a lot of these kids, they're kids. A lot of times, is what I've noticed. Like, that's what I really learned from like the Detroit. Like that's why I kind of laugh because like some of the situations we. I've dealt here would be like just another typical. Like not saying they're not big. It's just I've become. I don't know what's the word. Just like immune. A what? Uh, immune. Yeah, just immune to like okay, but we could do this. I know we could get through it. I guess mm-hmm. so. Hopefully, maybe I bring a calmness to it. To those types of situations, but everybody else is like, "Oh my gosh, can you believe he did that?" I'm like, "I've seen worse." Or <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, so he's just trying to act out, try to prove a point. Like mm-hmm. again, that goes along with never trying to create any enemies. Like I hope no, I try to give no reason to like have a kid like hate me or say like, Oh yeah, he's an a-hole for, you know, he shouldn't have, you know, I'm not going to like make fun of a kid or, you know, in front of his peers and stuff like that. So if I do have criticism, I try to make it one-on-one 
Yeah, you know? that's a big thing too. Like that's I, I never understood why teach why anybody would do that. Why you you know call somebody out in front of his friends or. <sighs> Because it's hard sometimes, and you get tired too as a teacher. And I, you know, I don't ever do that. I probably have maybe, like my first year, second. No, not really. I never really did it. You know, like I don't. I, I was taught better, I guess. You know, like I, I made those mistakes as a kid, and my mom taught me better. Like, no, you, you know, you, you respect everybody. And I think that's again. It's just put good karma out there for me. Like, she's not the smartest book person in the world or whatever, but, like, everybody loves her, so when she needs something, like, people will help her out or whatever. And, like, that taught me, like, you know, be kind and good to everybody. Again, like, that's a life skill. Like, don't just, you don't have to like everybody. Mm-hmm. Just be kind to them and respect them. Right. Be respectful. Right. You can move on with your day. You don't have to agree with them. Right. But we could, we have to respect each other and, like, respect, like, the students need to learn to respect the school. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is our place of community. Uh, Do you think that's you, something that's gone down? You think that level of respect has gone down over the years with with the kids? Or again, I'm coming from Detroit, mm. so I but guess I, 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 in some ways, I was surprised how much respect there is because mm. I wasn't used to that. Maybe, especially like initially, right away. Like I usually I used to have to like earn it or something. I guess like that. Um. But in some areas, yeah, I'm a little surprised. I'm a little surprised. But yeah, I think I think one of the biggest things is um, I guess going back to sports a little bit. Yeah. And in, in the preparation, is um, I mean, how do you see it? Do a lot of the kids show up for the you know the off season workouts and that kind of stuff? Or um, not a ton. I we probably had like. A handful of kids, but we only did it probably like I think like every Tuesday and Thursday or something like that. Oh, okay. So it wasn't every day, uh, but it does ramp up a little bit towards the end. Not a ton, not as much as I thought. I thought there would be a little bit more, maybe. See, if I if I had to, to give any one piece of advice, yes, please it, do. It, it would be that you know to to do those off season workouts. I oh yeah. I, that's my biggest regret is because I because I didn't do much of that. You know, when I, I was, agree. When I was in school and it, and it. And it had had I done that, I would have been. It would have been, yeah. Worlds. Uh, <laughs> do you know difference. Ambrose is the coach of the football team now? I did hear that. Yeah. So he's, he's trying to like restructure like the weight program and stuff like that. And I totally agree. Like, we need to start get putting better things in pro- place for them to have structure and learn how to get. Like, we got to teach them how to get better, and mm-hmm. that starts with us. That starts with leadership. Uh, but the middle school just got like a hundred thousand dollar approved for like some hundred thousand oh, yeah. dollar program yeah, for that. fitness like center that they're about to like put in, which is, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I, I think we need to get back into like more kids playing sports or being active in some type of way. It doesn't have to be like sports competitive related, but something go be a hiker or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, do yoga, get in tune with your body we're going to see a lot more diseases and like arthritis and stuff. If we don't start taking care of ourselves, like these kids don't stretch before. Oh, they don't No, man. So we're like, all pulling stuff and everything because they're not getting properly stretched before. Wow. You guys don't go through like a set regimen of Uh, stretches or some, but not nothing. So like, again, like, like I'm new this year. So like, that's probably part on me too, you know, but like, uh, no, like I thought like we used to stretch on our own though. 
Oh. Like when I could played soccer or hockey, like we we went we did our stretching. Like the 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 captains got the guys, and we d- like made sure that stuff was done. Like they're supposed to be like roles, kind of. So uh, again, that's a little bit of a learning process for me. Uh, as I come back next year, I'll I'll be ahead of the curve, and like I'll be able to control things ahead of time before you know being in the moment and trying to you, know, you can't fix everything in the moment you got to like like let some things just play out mm-hmm. and yeah you know you can't over you can't you know, like some of these kids you know everybody's saying something to them you know oh my gosh sometimes you just want to go play man yeah, everybody's yeah. in your ear you gotta do this you gotta do that you got coach telling you this and your buddy telling you this and uh, mom and dad telling you this. Um, That's got to be tough too. Yeah, dealing with all that, trying to end. Like you said, you just want to get them out. They just want to get out there and play. Yeah. Get up, yeah. get up there and hit, or take the field, or pitch, whatever. And then you got the whole travel ball thing too. Oh you know, yeah. I hear you know things. I hear kids talking about that. You know, travel coach tells them one thing. Yeah. But then you know you guys are telling them another. <laughs> exactly. I, it would be so confusing. Like, yeah, sometimes you just got to figure it out yourself as a kid learn, and play and learn yourself. Like, everybody's a little bit different in their structure, too, mm-hmm. and how they see the game. Uh, it's, so coaching's hard because, like, you want the kid to be a certain way, like what your way is, but, like, not everybody, especially in baseball, is, can be that way. It right. can be played differently. You could hit different. Right. You could approach your game a little bit different. So, there's a lot to learn in coaching, and uh, that's why I love it because it's, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to it. Uh, but as much as, like, I, I'm trying not to wish the season away, you know, because it's been a lot or whatever, but I'm trying to, like, all right, we got, like, a week and a half left. I want to enjoy this. Let's keep growing. Let's keep getting better. And, uh, you know, it's a long season for teachers, you know. This is the end of the end of that. And then, you know, again, coaching. Like, it's a, it's a full – I'm getting home no earlier than, like, six every day. So, I love it, though. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, do you love your job? I do. So, that's why yeah. we do it. Uh, we hope that these kids get some exposure out of it and becomes, you know, it helps them in their life, right? Mm-hmm. Again, it takes a community. Uh, so, I appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, man. Uh, this was very informative. Uh, to know, especially, cause I've always thought about the News Herald. Like I, like I said, I used to be in it. If you could look, archive me, mm-hmm. Thomas Diamond. I used to be up all up in it and stuff, scoring goals for hockey and mm-hmm. soccer. And, <laughs> I didn't score goals. I was a very good goalie at soccer. Okay. Uh, but I enjoyed looking at my go to. I I had the internet at that time, so I'd go on AOL.com or <laughs> whatever, then look up the News Herald. Then, uh, you know, you, the kids will put that stuff on their scene. You know, graduation's coming, so the kids put that on their boards and stuff like that. That's, you know? always, that's always really cool to see. Is when yeah. you go into a high school and then you see, you know, all, all the papers. You know they'll have like a like a showcase. Yeah. And you know you'll see your stories and pictures. Yeah, right. And that's always really rewarding. That that's to, to see something like that. You know. You know, it's we get more exposure. Uh, hopefully, you know, like you get more exposure. Like it, it, it all goes together. It grow. You know, that's why we all need each other. So hopefully, coaches take it easy on you. Even if you lose, understand that you're just trying to do a job, and it's for the betterment of all sports, basically. Mm-hmm. Make his job easier. Like we need this guy. <laughs> we need you out there doing this. Uh, and it's not an easy job, so I appreciate you doing that. Uh, I'd love to have you come back out some other time, maybe. Yeah, you know, that'd be great. In the future. Hopefully, you enjoyed yourself. Uh, it's funny because uh, you're one of the older. I had like another Tony Augusti's also like probably around your age, too, and stuff. But you guys were very much like 
structured beforehand and stuff than like a lot of my guests. I don't know. Huh. You were like, you sent me like a document, like, here you go. It made my job easier actually like that. Uh, but again, I think that's a little bit more, you know, I'm learning to become more structured and better at that. But also my, part of my personality is probably like a little bit more loosey goosey, I guess, you know, and just, but you made my job so easy. Cause I didn't have to like, you just put it all in one format. And, uh, you know, it's always good to talk to another Eagle alumni and, yeah. uh, Go there to be a teacher. Go there to be a journalism if you want to learn that program. Mm -hmm. But also, like, if you don't have the money and you don't want to take out the money for that, like, there's other ways to, definitely for, like, journalism, right? Is there anything else you could, like, practice doing? Like, read a book on it, sure, right? Or take online courses or something? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, this, a small a small paper would probably give you a chance. If, if, you, went, if you went and asked... You know, they'd probably let you, they, they would at least give you a chance. At least intern or something, right? And yeah. turn stuff in and see, yeah. you know, work with you. With, with, the, with the way the industry is right now, like I said, with all the budget cuts and everything. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to go and, you know, do a little bit of free work and if they like, and if they like what, what you're doing, if you're reliable, yeah. if you're turning good stuff in, turning it on time. You know they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna keep using you. Yeah, could you you think could you if you had a Lincoln Park club could you turn that club into like a couple of those people end up writing or you know like doing work for somewhere else like I think so right I think so if they were interested if they were you know there was enough of a give and take there if they were interested yeah. to, to to build on you know what I was I was teaching them yeah that'd be awesome because I would like to do like uh this whole hosting this show and stuff has taught me how to like host better and stuff like that but like i would like to have you know like having kids learn how to host like videos like all that kind of stuff like mm -hmm. i think it would be great um but it just takes a lot of time and takes a lot of work and organizing organizing but we're doing that you know so mm -hmm. i again i appreciate you coming on i appreciate you uh me. frank how do you see your last name again vladoswalski vladoswalski uh <laughs> <laughs> i probably butchered it it's all right uh all right, guys. Uh, thank you for coming. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Bye. All right. Well, thank you, Frank Vadaswalski. Uh, if you're still listening to this part, uh, this is the fantasy baseball section of Back to the Future Fantasy Baseball, where uh, my crazy baseball fantasy league that is very in-depth. It's only gotten crazier this year. It's so much fun. Uh, I can't, every year I'm surprised, uh, things are shocking and, uh, this is, years been no different. Uh, couple more trades guys, uh, Chet and Adam, division rivals made a big trade. Chris Bryant for Walker Bueller, Frankie Montas, and, uh, who was the other guy? Uh, Kyle Gibson. So that's a big trade. Uh, a lot of pitchers going for one keeper hitter. Chet's going uh, for those keeper hitters. And, I mean, we go right to that matchup real quick. Also, guys, uh, any of the league members listening, uh, please just tell me when you want to come on, if you want to come on. Uh, if you've already been on, it's fine. Come on again. Uh, Chet, Chet was supposed to come on. He he missed. Uh, you know, maybe next next week. Try to get him on, or maybe he'll come in at the end of this. We'll see. Uh but yeah, if we look at his, uh, his him and Adam's matchup, the guy who I I had Adam winning the division, I didn't think it was going to be too close. Chet's beating him pretty big this week, and if he beats him pretty big this week, uh, puts them pretty close together. Uh, which, looking at the standings, uh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, especially if things like if things were to end the way they do right now, uh, teams like basically like five through. 12 or 11 would be so close uh, with, like, 
the fifth place teams under 500, and it would be Bill, I believe, who's winning right now. But uh, what this has done is it's created a few teams kind of running away. Uh, Bob and uh, Gabe kind of playing out for the West, uh, really taking the lead, charge lead, but they have the two best records, but they're in the same division. So it'll be interesting to see how those two teams play out. Uh, and then I think Victor and uh, Eric still have really good teams, but they have a hard schedule. Uh, man, Gabe's being uh, Brooklyn Dodgers pretty pretty big right now after a big loss to the Terriers. Like the team who I picked to win the East is having a hard a hard go at it right right now. Uh, cur- last week, this week, and then he has a decently. I play him. I know I play him coming up. So uh, be curious to see what he does. Uh, his pitching just hasn't been the same. Uh, or what we expected it to be. Uh, we thought he would have the best pitching, and his pitching hasn't been there. When his pitching's not there, it could get bad for him sometimes. So uh, I also made a trade. I just got an update on my... Uh, all right, J.D. Martinez is back today. That's nice to get, good to have. Uh, actually, we'll go to my team. Uh, my team's not having a good week. I got eight home runs, which isn't bad, but offensively terrible. Pitching, doing really good. Uh, but, of course, I'm losing to Nick after the bad things I probably said to him. It's probably karma. So I might he might give me my third loss on the season, second from him, which should probably happen. It would be a miracle if I won. Um, that means I took – no, there's no way. There's no way. I lost. And uh best I could do is just try to minimize this loss. Hopefully I don't lose any worse than like a 6-4. That's my goal. Uh, take it in. I like where my team's at. Just a bad week offensively. Pretty good week. I mean, Nick, Nick, put it up to Nick, man. Hit 43 runs, 16 home runs, 43 RBIs. He's beat me 2-1 to one in stolen bases. He's got a 441 on base. Pitching stats. Like, it's not like, okay, really good hitting stats. It's not like he's pitching. He has no saves. I'm going to 2-0. Uh, 94 Ks already going into Sunday. 3.24 ERA, a 1.20 whip, 7 quality starts. So he's just like, this is a really good week. And, I mean, it's coming from everywhere. I mean, Wilson Ramos, it's nice to get three home runs out of your catcher, three, uh, seven RBIs, but uh, basically his worst hitter was Baez, and that was two runs, a home run, two RBIs, and two stolen bases? Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, not two stolen bases. That's uh, 278 on base. So that that's his worst, though. A guy who got him a home run. Everybody else got him one, if not two. Had a stolen base in there, here or there. Max Kepler. Ridiculous. Great week for him. So it is what it is. Tip my cap to him. He beat me again. Hopefully I don't have to see him in the playoffs. <laughs> Hopefully I win the division still. We'll see. Um, but going back to Chets and uh, Darren's, uh, what a matchup. These guys are a little bit more offensively competitive. Darren's losing 1-9 to nine right now. Uh, but, again, it's close. Like, Darren's down two runs, 33-35. to 35. Home runs, 8-11. to 11. 22 RBIs to 24. One stolen base to three, a 347 on base to 370. So that's still up for grabs. I'm sure Chet's analyzing everything I say right now about this matchup. Uh, he, he's up two to zero at stolen or saves 70. He's Chet's up 1K, 69 to 70. And I know if I remember correctly, yeah, Verlander starting today at Quintana versus Leak and Rourke. So I would, I like the chances with Verlander. You never know what could happen, but my guess is with that. ERA is still decently close. With a five four six to a five one six, yeah. So uh, Chet does have eight quality starts to six quality starts. So Darren could come back, but that means Chet couldn't get any. 
and Darren got two from Quintana and Verlander. So Chet should win. It's a possibility Darren could win. Uh, but if I'm Darren, I'm trying to get as close as probably close back to hope at least 500 as possible and move on. Uh, losing to Chet nine to one really just puts him in your hair a little bit more, gives him more of a chance. While chasing, you know, drawing farther back to Chris, who's leading the division. So it just adds more things to worry about. And then, again, that trade just went through this morning. So that was a big trade. Uh, Chet's pitching is going to, you know, uh, he lost three guys. And, yes, he has eight quality starts right now. Like, I think it was, yeah, we'll see what happens. Losing three pitchers will be big. He's a, He should have a decent offense. Offense is pretty good. But. Pitching should be weak. So while this last couple of weeks have been, he's beat a couple of good teams if he wins. Uh, I'm sure he's going to try to rally the momentum to. I'll be curious to see what happens if he's going to trade anymore. What is he going to try to do now? Is is anybody willing to trade yet? Does uh, like I said, with all these some of the, the way it's structured out, it looks like there might be top four teams a little heavily winning higher win percentages, and then everybody else actually like still in it for that five and six spot, like under 500. So. Uh, it's really kind of got that group together. So it's going to be harder to, I think, get somebody to sell. Like, So I made a deal with uh, Nick. Speaking of, we're playing each other. I traded Kevin Galsman for uh, Justin Turner. I noticed that uh, I was looking at his, when I was playing him, that he was benching Justin Turner quite often. Yandy Diaz went injured. I was trying to get Aaron Donato a little while ago, but Chris, I don't know if Chris is not dealing him or if he just didn't want to work with me, but never made a deal. When Yandy Diaz went hurt, I didn't really like who was available. So <coughs> I know everybody wants pitching. So, but I like the Knicks team, and I I like Galsman, but he was like actually my like least owned percentage pitcher. But I know it's still valuable, so I offered him to Nick, and within like twenty seconds, it felt like Nick accepted that uh, accepted that offer. So I got Justin Turner coming to my team. Uh, who is expected to rest a little bit more than they usually rest him. So I don't know how I feel about that. I don't have a backup third baseman or anything right now, but um, I like him, and he should have a good on base. Uh, should be a good quality at bat to add to my lineup where it's not expecting him to be like the superstar. But if he is a superstar, it's a nice luxury to have. Um, yeah. So back to Chets and uh, Darren's matchup. 9-1, to Chets winning. A uh, couple of categories still close, like two runs, two RBIs on base, uh, Ks. So, you know, it looks bad right now. Darren's hoping to, you know, squeak out a close well, like, you know, go even. Uh, look at a couple of star players. Josh Bell, seven overall. He has two home runs. Uh, Verlander's number one pitcher. So that was a good, you know, Darren's liking, you know, he spent a lot for him. I spent a lot for him last year. You know, it's nice having a guy like that when he's on your team. Uh, I know you appreciate it. Uh, so we already talked about the big trade, Chris Bryant, for those three pitchers. Uh, Glaber Torres has four home runs on the week. He has a total of 10 of his 12 versus the Orioles. So I'm hoping to avoid the Oriole matchup when uh, playing Chet, Glaber Torres. Um, 10 home runs versus one team. That's crazy. And he's, So I think he has like three more ma- like three more different matchups against him. So like nine games probably, maybe 12. Avoid those. Uh, but Baltimore's pitching is really bad. Uh, like, the worst starting pitching, the worst, like, bullpen. Like, they're just, like, they're terrible. Uh, the next matchup, uh, the team from Atlanta versus – so this is division matchup. So these are always big 
big weeks because, uh, again, you're playing division rivals. Uh, so I had, like, I thought Fielder would be my biggest competition. He's currently in 11th. Losing the way he is right now, 7-2 to two to Bill, would put him in last place. Um, and it would, Bill would be, like, right there. I think Bill would actually move him, like, right in the playoffs or whatever. So I'm sure he'll, he'll want to be on doing better now this week than, like, previous week. So he's looking better. Uh, go, I'm sure he likes his team now. Uh, Sano just came back. He gave him – so that's a guy he bought a while ago for me. Hasn't got much from him since he got him, but – He's waited a long time. Four home runs this week. Six RBIs, 444 on base. So um, I'd be curious to see. I'm, 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 my eyes on him for sure. I'm curious to see if he's going to be able to keep it up. Uh, but Bill should win this week against 7 2. It's just how much. Uh, so this at this point, as fielder, you're trying to just take any, any categories you can. Uh, it's going to be hard. You're only down one home run. So that's one category you could come back in. Possibly on base, Bill's got a 368 to a 333. But Bill's put up some good numbers this week. Offensively, 39 runs. That's like going into Sunday. That's pretty good. 11 home runs, 29 RBIs. So those are really good competitive numbers. Uh, his pitching, uh, only 48 Ks with 62 innings. So it's not a ton. And four quality starts is mediocre. 390 RA is all right. And a one, you know, competitive number with a 119 whip. So decent week for Bill. Justin, just, you know, have an all right offensive week, but just being beat, you know, not good enough, especially with that pitching. Uh, zero saves, 64 Ks is not bad, but 727 ERA and a 1.80 whip. Not very competitive in those. Four quality starts are tight end. So uh, you're hoping quality. Justin's trying to, again, try to take a couple categories, couple, hopefully a couple more on Sunday, reduce the, uh, reduce the loss, and He's going to be in last place. Chet's probably definitely moving up. That's my guess. We'll see. Uh, and then Kershaw and Odorizzi have been pretty good for... Uh, it's good to see Kershaw as a top 100 player overall, which is pretty good still for a starting pitcher. Uh, and then Odorizzi's been really good for him. Uh, top players for the Washington Senators. Story, man, number, uh, number nine overall. He has three home runs this week, seven runs scored, 462 on base. And then Real Muto has uh, having a real nice week with three home runs, two stolen bases. Uh, but pitching, again, really, really bad. Uh, and another, the next matchup, this is a big division rival matchup. California Angels versus Bob. Again, uh, I had Eric winning the division, uh, but the, I, I knew they would all be good. Bob's trying to compete with uh, Gabe for the division, uh, the top of the division, and uh, he's Putting up a good week versus another good, decent week versus uh, Victor. Like, Victor's having a competitive week. You know, he should, like, at least go 5-5 with most teams at least or something, if not win. But Bob's having a great week. Offensively, 35 runs, 14 home runs, 38 RBIs, three stolen bases, a 393 on base. So, and then five saves, 71 Ks, 5-10 ERAs week, and a 1.37 whip is week, even though he's winning with the 1.37 and four quality starts. But the offensive stat's really good. Uh, five saves at 71Ks. You know, even though he's bad at some categories, uh, he tries to, you know, really go in for the other ones. They both have one pitcher going today, Bauer versus Hermann, so that should be a good matchup. Um, Victor could possibly try to come back in Ks, but should go to Bob. So uh, Victor's trying to, again, you know, move it back to 500 in the needle as close as he can, try to keep his playoff spot. 
but it's going to be really close between all those teams. And I don't know who I like the most. And, like, I mean, you get Chuck close, you know he's not done then, right? He's going to probably be making a move with somebody. He's probably talking to someone in your division. So come and talk to me first. <laughs> uh, I don't know what to do, dude. Uh, you know, I made a move with Nick, so uh, I'm, I'm definitely open. I don't know who I want to trade, though. I like my guys, but I got a lot of hitters. But everybody wants pitching, though, too. So I don't know what you guys are thinking. Send me an offer, you know. Don't be stupid, though. Don't waste my time. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Uh, so that, that's my takes on that matchup. I think Bob's probably going to win. Uh, could be by a lot, possibly. So we'll see. Uh, stayed outside Victor's team. Rendon's been just, he's just 36 overall. He just quietly does his job. Really good player. On Bob's team right now, holy moly, he's got some hitters going. Uh, Freeman, 29 overall. Mondesi, 14 overall. Bogarts, 49 overall. Hoskins, 16 overall. Rosario, 27. Soto, 91. Pete Alonso at 34 overall. And then Abreu at 79. So that's just a lot of hitters in the top 100. Top 50, you know, like a lot of hitters. So uh, we knew his offense would be pretty good. Right now, his pitching still being led by like Castillo, Herman, and Corbin. Those the trifecta has been pretty good for you know against a lot of these competitive teams. He still needs to get better, I think, at starting pitching or whatever. But those guys have been pitching well enough to sometimes do the job just enough for him to win big, uh, along with that offense. And then he's usually pretty good in saves too. Which again, he has five this week. Uh, he does have Kenley Jansen and Felipe Vasquez, Blake Training. So he spent a lot of money on saves. So. He's got a good, complete team. Probably needs a little bit more starting pitching, but uh, that hitting right now is really connecting, as you can see by the week. Uh, just a bad, bad week to be playing. You know, just sometimes the matchups, uh, you get unlucky in the schedule. Victor got unlucky in this one, and just bad timing for him, though, because he's in sixth place, currently a little under 500. And, you know, you want to win the division. Uh, obviously, you want to make the playoffs, but division's the number one. And Bob and uh, Gabe are kind of, you know, we'll go in the next matchup. Gabe's beating Brooklyn Dodgers 9-1. to one. I know Brooklyn Dodgers are somewhere in some Camden Islands or some nice tropical place drinking drinks and hanging out with Tracy. But in fantasy baseball, he's losing badly. I feel bad for the guy. Uh, so I'm, I hope he's enjoyed himself. Uh, he took a bad loss last week to a team a lot of teams probably thought was out, the St. Louis Terriers, the Chet, and now he's losing very badly again to uh, to Gabe. Uh, so Gabe's running away. You know, him and Bob again will be running away with it. You know, who I thought was the division winner. Now it's going to be struggling to try to find a spot in the playoffs. Or, you know, last year, though, he was a team that was competitive for a while or thought he was in it, and he was a big seller. So will he be, you know, we're all waiting for a seller. I doubt he's close to that point yet or anything like that. He still, I'm sure, believes in his team. Um but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a tough spot to be in. Tough division, tough teams, and then your team is not performing the way you want. Um, not having a terrible week, you know, but just playing a really good team this week. Uh, Gabe with 29 runs, 12 home runs, 36 RBIs, two stolen bases, 366 on base. He could still take a couple of the categories. He could take stolen bases. They're down. He's only down one, and on base is still close enough. But nine home runs will be hard to catch up to 12. Um. Yeah, my prediction is that probably you know Gabe wins pretty big here, right? I mean, at least by a decent amount. Just Brooklyn Dodgers, you put all that money to that pitching and just it's not performing. I don't know what to tell you, man. Uh, 
start making moves, uh, come talk to me. You know, that's you know, that's just one opinion, one man's opinion. Somebody, as some people would say. On the next matchup, uh, the Detroit Stars versus Seattle Pilots. Uh, again, another division rivalry matchup with Chris Stars. If he wins big again, man, he's starting to run away with this division a little bit, put separating himself a little bit from the pack as Chet's moving up, Darren's moving a little bit farther back. So um, watch out for the Detroit Stars. Uh, should win, right? 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 Uh, it could be a big one. Uh, top players in his team are like Maryfield, who's 41 overall, Aaron Nato, 15 overall, and then Andrew McCutcheon, sneakily, 58 overall, who has a couple home runs and a stolen base this week. And so does, obviously, Garcia. You guys remember him for the Tigers? A couple home runs, two stolen bases, 391 on base this week. So peculiar guys having good weeks this week. Uh... But yeah, watch out, Seattle Pilots. You know, if this big loss sets him probably maybe eleventh. I just had him on the show, and uh, he had a bad Sunday versus me, where I beat him like eight to one or something like that. Now another big loss. You know, it's two bad weeks like that. You know, you're in it, and then you're like, then you fall. I mean, it just takes a couple weeks to get right back in it. But you know, it just it happens that fast. You got to be careful. Um, the Fielder brothers will be at the bottom. Raphael Devers, forty-seven overall, though looking pretty good. That looks like a good pick, and. Uh, Marcelo Zuna, you know, 22 overall. But, you know, it's going to be a frustrating week for uh, the Pilots. I'm sure the Detroit Stars are happy. Uh, I'm sure he'll be somebody who will want to come on right now after the, how he's been performing. But you know what? He's leading that division, and uh, it is what it is. is that, I, hope I, I hope I hit all the teams. I think I hit all the teams, So, but I can just double-check real quick. Yeah, right. Well, there it is. Uh trades has started i'm sure everybody's still sending offers out you know as we're trying to figure out what's uh accepted in this league i have not seen any vetoes yet so that's interesting uh to see unless uh i haven't checked my email maybe and maybe there's one i'm missing right now but uh, i'm curious to see if you know what's allowed what's not and uh looking forward to the first veto uh coming up all right guys that's enough about this podcast see you later talk to you later have a good one bye